You can call me whatever you want. You know what David Zasloff calls me? One Bill Phil. That's because I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk podcast. Forbidden Door Weekend is upon us, and there's a lot of stuff we got to cover. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Secret himself, from the tours coming back at you, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. You just heard a piece, a taste, if you will, of that promo that took place on Collision this past Saturday night. You're going to hear the full version of it right here on the Main Event Talk podcast, and you're going to hear my thoughts on that and how I think Collision did this past Saturday night. We're also going to talk about AEW's AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Presents Forbidden Door. As it happens tomorrow night, the main event is going to be looking forward to checking out how that event's going to turn out and everything. Several matches, including Brian Danielson going one-on-one against Okada. Will Ospreay to defend the, or I'm sorry, Will Ospreay looking to capture the IWGP United States Championship as he takes on Kenny Omega. And of course, there are several other matches that we will talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. And plus, now, I, and I got, and I gotta go ahead and get this out of the way now because I must make an apology once again. I know I've done several apologies before on the Main Event Talk podcast, but the apology goes to several people. Obviously, the biggest would have to be Rich's Billiards. Now, even though despite the fact that the Main Event has already done a summer edition commercial for Rich's Billiards on the Main Event Talk podcast... I have forgotten several things. Now, Richard's Billiards has had several events in the past few weeks. Uh, several that I forgot to mention and I've never had time for it. I must apologize. But this week, especially tonight, is going to be extremely interesting to say the very least. History is going to be made tonight. Now, you'll know what that history is in just a moment. You'll know about that. Because Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones, is going to be playing on stage alongside with a tribute band. Uh, I forgot what the band's name is, but it's Tool. 
right? It's not the actual band, but it's a tribute band. And of course, the Outragin' is going to be playing as well. And believe it or not, they are the biggest reason why this is going to be historic. And I'm also hoping that the Outrage will get an opportunity to listen to the Main Event Talk podcast, especially one person in particular in that group. And trust me, you're going to hear this. You're going to hear this from me. Trust me. Okay. Um, there is a lot of other things we got to talk about. Of course, money in the bank. That's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. We are getting closer and closer to the end of June. As a matter of fact, um, if I'm not mistaken, this will be the last podcast I do for June until I do the next podcast. It will probably be happening on Saturday. As a matter of fact, actually, actually, to be honest, I'm going to be doing an episode of the Main Event Talk podcast next week. That's going to regards Money in the Bank because, as you know, Money in the Bank is taking place on July 1st, which will happen over in London, England. And we know that several matches have already been uh, are going to take place. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match is set, including the addition of Logan Paul, which you'll know about later on. And also, the women's Money in the Bank will happen. Cody Rhodes will take on... Dominic Mysterio, the World Heavyweight Championship, will be on the line. And, of course, we know about the story about the bloodline. We know how that's going to roll and everything. And it's going to be incredible to check out all of this happening on July 1st over in London, England. (laughs) Many of us are going to be looking um, forward to checking out all that and much, much more. Now, uh, I wanted to begin. I wanted to begin with something, and I've been wanting to do this part of the episode for quite a while. We're going to step aside for wrestling a little bit, and get into something that it doesn't bother me so much, but it's kind of an irritation, especially when you have to go to the store. Yes, it's 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 a it's an irritation from hell, and I'm not talking about the summer heat that we're dealing with right now. Okay, by the way, my God, if you're if you're here to all of my Corpus Christi. To all of my people in Corpus Christi and to everyone in Texas, listen, all of us know, hey, we could take the heat. We could take the heat. You know how this rolls, okay? Especially when it comes to the Mexicans, we could take the heat. And I know some people will be like, no, you can't, because if you did, you wouldn't have all those waters there that are right next to you. Those aren't waters. Those are beers. (laughs) We need to cool off somehow, right? (laughs) But anyways, uh, yeah, summer, I mean, goddamn. Here in Corpus, uh, the hottest has been every single time when I check out the weather app. Um, let me see the weather app right now. Now, this recording is taking place uh, every time. It is about 91 degrees. Well, it's not It's not 91 degrees right now because if you're listening to this episode, it's going to be around the morning time. So it will probably be maybe uh, 85 degrees in the morning because that's how hot it usually gets. But it always shows up as extensive uh excessive heat warning so that's a warning for everyone here especially here in texas i mean the hottest i've seen the hottest i've been around is almost at 105 degrees oh yeah especially over in san diego texas right i was over there uh doing a little bit of work and everything and my god i mean it was like 99 degrees when we got there when we left, it was like 105 degrees. I'm like, I mean, we had we had enough water. We had enough um, Gatorades to last us for a while and everything. We had enough ice, and we needed to make sure that we stay hydrated no matter what. But let me let me explain what's what's going on here. What I what I'm trying to mention here. Okay, so 
I'm, I'm home, right? And I'm just trying to, you know, do what I have to do and stuff. And I want to go to the store, right? H-E-B, by the way, just to get that out of the way. This episode is brought to you by H-E-B. No one does it better than H-E-B. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so I go to H-E-B, right? And, and this used to be a bother. This used to be a fucking bother. But it's not as a, it's not big of a bother as you would think. You know, now what, what am I talking about now? For those of you that have gone to the H-E-B in Castoris and Galahar, I think you have an idea of knowing what I'm talking about. I, I, you know, going in is one thing, trying to get in at least, but getting out is a different story. Now, what am I talking about? So you get out of your car, right? And you're walking towards the front of the store at H-E-B, right? Now, you would see on one side of the door, there's two doors. You know, you one to get in, one to get out, right? Or either way, however it rolls. You notice these representatives, right? Now, let, let's um, go ahead and just put it in here. Uh, let's say Reliant, right? Reliant Energy, which, by the way, and I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way. About several weeks ago, uh, I had went ahead and paid off my dad's old Reliant account, right? And his, because uh, uh, we have not been able to cancel his account yet, and we were still trying to pay the electricity bill uh, through, you know, my father, my father's name and everything. I kept paying for the bill every single time, but when it expired, when the time was right to expire, I figured, fuck it, we'll go ahead and, you know, make sure we pay off the last bill. And then we start a new account under my name, which we did. So I'm under, I'm under the Reliant account. And recently I just got the bill and, uh, it's not that bad. It was, uh, it was pretty low. It was pretty high, but not as high as I would think it would be. Right. So anyways, so you would see these representatives from Reliant. And what do they do? You're walking over to the store and all you're thinking about is getting some groceries out of the way or getting some water or getting some food for the dog or however it goes when you go to H-E-B, right? What happens? These people go ahead and come up to you and say, hello, sir. How are you today? Just fine. Uh, what sort of electricity do you have? And I'm, they're, they're not really speaking English like that, but I'm trying to give an example here. So here's the thing. I, well, I, I really didn't want to talk to him because I tried to avoid him and I tried to tell him no, I, I, the, the, cause I was being honest with him that, uh, the electricity company I'm with, uh, I'm not really with an electricity company right now. I'm under my, it's under my father's name and I was being honest. I was being honest with them. So I got caught in the moment and all this stuff. I didn't really tell him the truth about my father's account, you know, but. They went ahead and added me, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, we got all that re resolved and everything else like that. So now that I don't have to worry about um, switching elect electric companies, you know, I'll still stick to the one that I have. But what, what does this have to do with HEB? Well, let me, let me explain why. You walk over to the store. You're trying to get in to get some stuff, and you're trying to get out to get away from these people, Right. Now they're on, now say you're walking in the front door. There's two, two sliding doors that you see. I always go to the one on the right. I always go to the one on the right because they're over there on the left just trying to sell somebody a product, right? Just like that. But every time I leave, every time I get in, I, you know, get my groceries, get whatever, and I leave on that same exit. I don't go ahead and just go in on one door and then go out on the other. No, no, no. Knowing that those guys are going to be waiting for me 
and wanting to talk electricity, which in reality, I already got my electricity bill. It's already done. It's over. It's out the window. Okay. Now that's fine. It's okay. I didn't have to deal with that situation, but here is where it gets worse. <laughs> you talk about, okay, so I don't have to worry about my electricity company anymore. Now I have to worry about my cable. Now, here's the thing. I don't have cable at my house. I don't have cable at my house at all. I actually have the internet, right? I actually have the internet. And all I pay for is just for, uh, it's a Stound broadband. They used to be known as uh, Grande a long time ago. And I like sticking with them a whole lot better than Spectrum, right? So now, and I think this started two weeks ago, I think. I was walking to the store, or I actually I drove, the, uh, drove in a friend's truck heading towards the store just so I can go get a couple of sodas, right? That's all I wanted to do. Just get in and get out over at H-E-B. All of a sudden, the place, the entrance that I used to love going into and out to when I didn't have to deal with the other side, now I have to deal with this side. Spectrum. They want to come at me with all these fucking questions. Well, they haven't come to me yet, but I can already see, I can already hear them talking to the other customers and say, what sort of cable do you have, sir? Do you have fast internet? Do you have mobile phone and all this? It's like, dude, I don't want any of this shit. I want you to get the fuck out of my face so that way I can go through those fucking doors and go get what I want, you know? I mean, I didn't say it like that, but by God, I would have loved to have said it to those people, you know? And this is becoming a bad rehearsal, a bad routine and it makes it it makes it hard for me to even go to my H-E-B and the reason why I go to this H-E-B is because it's the closest okay I live close by I don't feel like going to an H-E-B way over uh over in the uh in the boondocks you know boondocks being Portland and I don't want to go to the rich neighborhood that has H-E-B plus you know I just want to go in get my groceries and leave I don't want electricity. I already got electricity at home. I don't want Spectrum. I already got a Stone Broadband. Leave me the fuck alone. It's this, it's this constant. I bet any of you, I bet some of you that have probably gone to a store or two. I mean, this is not like a convenience store where you, you know, just walk in and everything. And there's some idiots right there. No, I mean, if this was a, a Stripes, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If this was a 7-Eleven, I wouldn't have a problem with this. I just walk in, walk out. I'm done for the day. I'll go home. Just like that. No, I mean, I got to go over to H-E-B and all of a sudden I have to go, okay, I, I have a choice to either go in where the Spectrum guys are at or go in where the fucking Reliant guys are at. Well, guess what I've been doing, guys? You guessed it. I went to where the Reliant guys are at because I already have Reliant. And now it feels just a little bit comfortable. It's a bit, it's a bit different. Feels weird, but it is something that I have to deal with now. You know, it is something that I definitely have to deal with now. Because, see, now I go in. They don't have to ask me anything. You know why? Because some of those people that have seen me walk into that place, they know I'm a reliant customer now. They know that. They're not going to bother me with that fucking bullshit. And thank you for that. Thank you so much. You have my service for life. Until the next 27 months. <laughs> or, or 28, whichever comes first. But anyways, the whole point is, is that I can't walk into a store without having somebody stop me for something ridiculous. Now listen, 
There's some of you that go ahead and you just want to go into the store and get your groceries and that's it. You don't want to come back with, I got groceries, I got this, I got that. Oh, honey, we have Spectrum now. What? Why, why would you get Spectrum for? We didn't even discuss this. Well, I tried to tell them, I tried to tell them we have to, you know, I can't just go ahead and have Spectrum just yet. I have to discuss with the wife and everything or, or, or something like that. Because listen, I am not one of those people that want to go ahead and just come straight in and have some idiot come in and tell me whatever. Sometimes I would have to lie to them. All right. I mean, one day I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to walk over there to that side. And if they say, are you a Spectrum customer? I say, oh, yeah, I, I signed up with Spectrum like a couple of days ago. I would have said that. Just to get them off my back, you know. But do you have mobile? They, they would have, they would have fucking, you know, said, oh, well, do you have, I just want internet. I don't want cable. You know, but we have the, no, 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 I just don't want it. All right, I just want internet. That's it. Leave me the fuck alone. Now, unless I fuck that bitch right there that's right there on the table looking as hot as she is. Hey, I'll sign up for whatever the fuck you want. You know, that's the whole, that's the whole point of the situation here. So listen, here's the thing, guys. My advice to you guys is this. If you go to a convenience store, if you go to uh, H-E-B or Walmart, I haven't seen that problem with Walmart. Oh, actually, actually, I have seen that problem from inside. Yes, I'm over in the electronics department, right? And I'm there just looking uh, for a, a, a certain game and a certain controller. Oh, by the way, I've got some news that, uh, that I got to mention right after I get done with this. So I guess these guys are, uh, I guess it's Spectrum once again. And they, you know, they didn't stop me, but I know who they are and I recognize them. And they go one side, I go the other, you know. Uh, you know, I try to avoid them as much as I can because I don't want to talk about getting t uh, mobile, getting a mobile in my house or getting a Spectrum in my house or getting any sort of shit in my house involving Spectrum when I got Astound Broadband. This episode is sponsored by Astound Broadband. Get your internet today while you can. Yeah! Anyways. You know, and it's like, once again, I'm not trying to be mean to these people, but I also want you to leave me the fuck alone. Okay. Leave me alone. All right. Let it go. Okay. You see that thing over there? Let it go. I don't want to deal with that shit anymore. Okay. So my advice to all of you is this. When you walk into a store, whether it's HB or Walmart, and you happen to see you know, if you happen to see a Spectrum guy, look, if you want to go forward and go straight, that's fine. But you're in for a big surprise when they come up and walk, to you, walk up to you and tell you that, do you have Spectrum, sir? Do you have Reliant? Do you have any sort of electricity? What sort of electricity company do you have? How many wattage of internet do you have? And, and, and all this other stuff. You'll get all sorts of fucking questions and you have no time to answer it because all you want to do is go inside the store and get that loaf of bread that you need to go for the sandwich. Or you need to go ahead and make some spaghetti for tonight. Or you need to go in and buy those two cases and make a little ultra that you've been meaning to do for the past couple of weeks. You don't have time for this shit, all right? There are people that have lives. Hey, I have to go to the store. I have to go get me a bottle of Jaeger. I have to get me a bottle of Fireball. It's Friday night for crying out loud. I do not have time to get internet. You know why? Because I have a stout broadband. I don't have time to go with another electricity company. You know why? Because I have Reliant. The point of the matter is, leave me the fuck alone. And to all of you... Make sure they leave you the fuck alone, too. And if that don't work, take a baseball bat with you and say, hey, 
I am relying on this at all costs. So you leave me the fuck alone, and I will not turn sting on you, okay? You understand me? Sheesh, you know? I swear, I do not have time for this shit, you know? We all have lives we have to go to. Uh, uh, Speaking of things that we have to go to, uh, and I want to go ahead and make this announcement. I talked about this just a moment ago, and it is official. It is done. Um, We we talked about my Reliant bill. Uh, uh, I started um, Reliant a few weeks ago, actually a month ago. So that means I got the bill this week, and I saw how high the bill is. Now, also, I went ahead and did something else this week. And I would probably have still been paying on this, but luckily I went ahead and uh, got it out of the way. And I've been waiting since uh, the beginning of January, and it is official, it is done, it is over, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, for the first time in a long, long time, I now have a PlayStation 5 in my house. Yes, I do. And I gotta tell you, um, I am glad... That I got a, uh, I, I am so glad that I got my hands at a five, uh, my, on the PlayStation 5. Uh, the reason why I, I said I was going to have to wait a few months is because, you see, uh, this week I was going to try and pay $50, right? I was going to pay $50 this week. I was going to pay $50 next week and another $50 and another $50, which would be a total of $200, right? And that was going to be enough to take care of the PS5 that I just got, right? So the PS5, right, when I first got it, this was, it was, uh, it didn't have a box. It didn't have anything contained, but it was pretty brand new, right? It was pretty uh, brand new. Uh, Hadn't been really messed with that much. And I wanted to get my hands on this for a long time because, you know, people have been making such a big deal about the the uh, PS5. And every time, and it almost seems so funny that whenever I look around, especially when I go to places like Walmart or places like uh, uh, any 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 um, electronics department, the PlayStation Five is always the one that's gone, not the Xbox or or, or not the Game Switch or or the Nintendo Switch. The PS Five is always the one that's gone, right? So, you know, I I, I made this resolution at the very beginning of the year saying that I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to get my hands on the PS Five. And I'm going to make payments on it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to pay, um, uh, well, the, the PlayStation would be about $1,000, right? That's how much it would be. But how much I got it for, the price that said uh, there was a combo set that came with it. It was going to be a PS5 to come with a definition TV, uh, a 44-inch TV or something like that. I think that's what it was. That was a combo set, but I wanted to get it by itself, right? So... The PS5 was probably under under eight hundred dollars around there, and I went ahead and made a deposit for seventy five dollars, right? So that was a good call, and they gave me a discount and everything. So they took off about another fifty dollars, so that way I could pay for uh, it. And ever since then, I started paying uh, every single well, not every single week, but every single month, right? I had uh, my, my longtime friend, Roman, his mom, his mom actually went ahead and chipped in and helped me out to get my PS5 out, which was which was very, very good on her part. And uh, all the times I've you know helped out my friend Roman, I thank him and I thank his mom for helping me out with that. Uh, we, she paid about uh, I'm, I'm guessing it was around two hundred dollars 
I believe that's how much uh, she put in. And I went ahead and just uh, tried to pitch in for the rest, right? Uh, put in a little money here, a little money there. So then this week, I was going to try and pay $50. I didn't have enough. I was going to try and pay $25. Uh, they told me they wanted the $50 by Wednesday, and I couldn't do it. So I went ahead and took the liberty of making a little loan, a loan which was uh, right under my budget, just right. I mean, I don't want to mention the... Uh, uh, well, actually, I do want to mention the loan company's name, uh, Economy Finance. Uh, they've helped me out for a, a very, very long time. And I've always, uh, every time, and most of the time, um, I don't often go for loans that much. I, I don't like going for any type of loans, but I do like to go for them for the right reasons, for the right reasons at all costs. And I have one reason to get my hands on a loan uh, sometime in the next month, but we'll, I'll discuss what it is. Let's just say I need a new fridge. That's, that's, all, that's all you have to know about that part right there. Now, when I got the loan, uh, I asked for a certain amount. Of, uh, the, uh, and, I'll, and I'll mention the price. Uh, I was around $200, right, to get out the deal, right? But I wanted to add maybe $200 more, so a total of $400. So uh, we agreed upon $400. The payment was right. I had enough. I went ahead and got the, uh, Nintendo, the, uh, the PlayStation 5 out. And then I went ahead and used up the other 200 so I can get my hands on another controller and WWE 2K23, which I did. Got a discount for it and then, you know, got myself something to eat afterwards and everything and everything turned out pretty well. Uh, everything uh, went exactly as planned. Uh, I had said that I was going to probably get the PS5 before Forbidden Door, which, well, by the way, Forbidden Door is this Sunday. And also, uh, Fight Forever is coming very, very soon. Uh, besides the fact that I bought um, WWE 2K23, I'm also going to try and get my hands on AEW's Fight Forever video game. Now, I don't want, I'm not going to try and order it online. I, I, there are certain games that I want to order online and put it on my PS5. Um, some that involve Castlevania, which that, that'll be a discussion for another day. I want to try and get the, the actual, the fiscal game itself, you know, get the AEW's, you know, Fight Forever video game and set it up, you know, get it to, you know, buy it and see how the game will be. I had a chance to play the uh, WWE 2K23. The graphics are amazing. The work on it is tremendous. Uh, I was playing the showcase portion of the video game and of course the video game the free uh, the uh, front cover features john cena and i believe this displays 20 years of john cena right and there's all these obstacles that you have to go through right and it's basically like uh everything that john cena had went through over the past 20 years so in the beginning it started off with rob van dam right you're playing rob van dam and you're trying to beat John Cena. And there's a certain sequence of events that you have to pull off in order to get to the next level. Right? It's the same match, but they show these packages, right? Or they show these little video packages of the same match that you're going through. And it's amazing. You know, when, when you hit a button or, or do a combo of some kind, then it sends you over to this next part where they show a video of it. You're, you're stopping. You're stop playing for a moment and you see the video and it shows what what the sequence of events is what had taken place and everything and then once you're finished with it then you pass that part of the video so i i went ahead and passed through um i went through let's see rob van dam 
And then I went through, I believe it was the debut, the debut of John Cena when he took on Kurt Angle. I went through that, and that's pretty good. The next one, and I'm, I'm stuck on this part right here, but I'll probably fix it when I get the opportunity, is uh, when John Cena took on The Undertaker back in 2020, uh, 2003, uh, Vengeance Day. This is when he was a doctor of thugonomics, when... You know, Cena was just coming up and everything. So it's an interesting game. Um, you guys have got to check it out while you can. I mean, most of you probably are playing the game and everything else like that. Now, I'm just getting a play to it. Now, to all of you video game guys out there that want to follow the main event over there, all you got to do is, uh, I believe, uh, and I'll give you guys uh, uh, my PlayStation name. My PlayStation name is Super Main Event. Yes. Originally, it was supposed to have been Main Event 316, but I went ahead and changed it up. So we decided we're going to go ahead and go with Super Main Event. For, <laughs> I would have called I would have called it the Main Event Player, but I uh, apparently some other idiot out there who is uh, faking himself as a Main Event Player. I'd like to throw him off a fucking bridge if I have the opportunity. But I may change my name. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. But nonetheless, uh, 2K23, badass game. Loved it. I've been enjoying the hell out of it for the past uh, past few days ever since I got the PS5. And I'm still enjoying it today. I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, play the PlayStation 5 later on uh, when I, you know, mess with the game once again. Now, also, a couple of other things, and I want to mention this other part as well. Uh, and and I, I know it's, it's kind of ridiculous for me to not mention anything wrestling. But, you know, sometimes... Especially my podcast. A lot of guys have some interesting stories in wrestling. And I don't mind that part. But sometimes you got to take a break from talking about wrestling a little bit. You know, just to go ahead and get get people to know who you are. And that's what I've been trying to do for a long time. You know that I'm the biggest wrestling fan in the world. You know that I'm the biggest metalhead on the planet. You know that I do all these things no matter what. I love doing this podcast every single week that I put it out. But I also... Besides talking wrestling, besides giving you my criticism of everything, I also want to show you my real life. I want to show you what I do and everything. You know, I work. I make money. I go to the store. I do this. I do that. I fuck hot porn stars. Uh, I take women out to dinner. Not really. <laughs> yeah, but oh, but anyways, um, uh, let's see. So I had, a, I had a little issue. I had a little issue. And, uh, and the PS5, believe it or not, actually solved my issue. Okay, so um, I believe it was uh, last week, as a matter of fact. So I was having trouble with um, a fire stick, right? With uh, a fire stick I've had for a while. Now, let me tell you exactly. What it, the, the, fi the Amazon fire stick I've had for about maybe two years, maybe two and a half years, I think. So I've had this fire stick out for a while, right? And the Fire Stick, you know, contains several of the apps that I work with, including my my Peacock, my Spotify, my uh, Tubi, YouTube, and everything else like that, you know. And one day, all of a sudden, or one, I think, yeah, one day, all of a sudden, um, I'm listening to the Jim Cornette Experience on my Spotify, which I do every time. And all of a sudden, there was a point where something stopped, right? And everything was kind of messing up. And I was like wondering what the fuck. And uh, it was my fire stick and I wasn't sure exactly what was up. So I went ahead and unplugged it and left it alone for like maybe two, three minutes. I plugged it back in and it seemed like everything was okay, right? It seemed like everything was fine. But then I was still having the same situation. Like one minute it was on for maybe a, 
a, a brief a brief 10 minutes at least and then all of a sudden everything shut down again so i wasn't sure exactly so i was looking into my computer and i was trying to go on youtube to see what the situation is right and i i typed in you know how do you know if you're having issues with a fire stick and you know it looked it looked it up and i guess it must have had some excessive heat when i took out the fire stick it was pretty hot and I think I understood why my fire stick was up. So there are times where I go to sleep, right? I go to sleep and I would leave the fire stick on while I'm watching or listening to the Jim Cornette experience, right? Sometimes I listen to the Jim Cornette experience and listen to uh, the drive through you know, kind of like that. And I'm listening to this all night, right? The light is on, The light is out of my room. The TV is on, right? And I'm still listening to it, but I'm sleeping in the process, right? When I get up around, say, 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning, it's still playing, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. It's no problem, you know? And I, and I never really had an issue with it, you know? It may have been on for too long, and, but I've been doing it for a while, so I wouldn't understand why the issue had to happen there. So I left the fire stick alone permanently, right? And I didn't want to mess with that anymore because the fire stick was giving me all sorts of trouble right? All sorts of trouble I was going through. So when the PS5 came over, this basically solves my fire stick issue. Now I have two fire sticks. Okay. One fire stick is mine, but since it's having some trouble, I no longer have to deal with it. Now the other fire stick is for excessive use only. <laughs> now I'm putting quotation marks around it. Excessive use only. And what sort of excessive use am I talking about? Well, let's just say this fire stick helps me watch certain pay-per-views. That's all you have to know, okay? That's all you have to know, okay? So, with my old fire stick finished off and my PlayStation 5 coming in, I realized that now I could watch YouTube on my, on my PlayStation 5, which I can and it works much faster and much better, which is very cool. And I went ahead and added Peacock on there, which just like that one, faster, better, more, more convenient, much more convenient. I love it. So I haven't added Spotify yet and I haven't added Tubi yet, but those are the next accessories that I plan on putting on there. But I'm still in the mood to get my hands on a fire stick soon because eventually... And this is one of these things where I don't want to overdo, I don't want to overdo my PlayStation 5 like that. If I use my PlayStation 5, it'll be used for several things. It'll be used to either play some video games or maybe watch YouTube, however it rolls. Or maybe a movie or two, depending, you know, how it is. I don't want to go so far uh, with the, the PS5 because I, I don't know if I'll end up replacing it, which I doubt. I may get a PlayStation 6 in the future, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that rolls and everything else like that. But here's the thing. I realize now with the PlayStation 5, it's helped me out with so many things. Not just playing video games, but also, you know, checking out the YouTube, checking out the Peacock, checking out all this stuff. And there's really no need for me to get another Fire Stick. At least not yet anyway. But if I do get another Fire Stick, I'm thinking about just getting one of those 4K ones. A 4K Fire Stick. Not a light one. And I've seen those for sale over there at Home Depot. I don't, want, I don't want to really get that. A Roku, I really don't want to get that either. I just want to get a Fire Stick. I got the internet. I just paid my internet just a couple, 
uh, just a, a couple days ago. So that's already out the window. So if I choose to get another fire stick, it'll be soon. Not now. Maybe until around my birthday, you know, coming up in July, which, by the way, that's going to be the the third or fourth anniversary show of the Main Event Talk podcast, just to get things rolling and everything else like that. But, man, uh, you know, I'm, I may not have to get a five, fire stick soon, but we'll see what happens, you know. I mean, but everything is going good so far. Um, got myself uh, a Reliant... Um, Reliant Energy Bill now. That's under my name, not my father's. I have the PS5 with a game and a new controller and everything. It looks looks real nice and everything. Has a new account and everything. And now I'll be able to download. And, and I know some people are probably asking, why do you want to download Castlevania for? Well, I found out that you can download, I think it's a video game called Castlevania Classics, right? And you can get the Castlevania Collection. Yeah, the Castlevania Collection, which has, you know, you could play the original Castlevania, uh, the first one, the second one, the third one. And I believe the Super Nintendo one, all those old Castlevania games that you see from Konami, you could actually play it on the PS5, which is incredible. Now, there's also another one that's called uh, the Castlevania Collection Advance. So these are the ones that come from the Game Boy Advance right now. They're still under. I know that even though it's from Nintendo, it's actually under the Konami name. And Konami is also affiliated with Sony. So... You know, you can, you know, play the old uh, Castlevania games on the PS5. And that's something I'm looking forward to doing, right? And not only that, you can actually, uh, and I, and I want to do this soon as well, Contra. You could actually get the video game of Contra on there, the original video game, the Super C, and all of the other old ca- uh, Contra games on there. Because there's a collection for that as well. There's also a collection for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think you get that as well. And also, I have thought about this and I may do it sometime soon. But I want to go ahead and subscribe to the PlayStation Network because I may want to download the, the, the few Castlevania games that I wanted to get my hands on were the ones that appeared on the, uh, I believe it was PlayStation 3. They had one that was called, and I and I have it, but it was for the PS, PS3, but I may want to download it on uh, the PS5 soon. And it's called Castlevania Lords of Shadow, right? I played that game, and it was it's a fantastic game. I love that. I, I've, I've seen part two. I've never really played it that much, but I'd love to order that game, you know, just to play it. I'm a huge, huge Castlevania game. I'm a huge Castlevania fan. Love it. And uh, other games that I'm looking to get my hands on. I'm looking to get my hands on the Mortal Kombat game. That's going to happen in September 22nd, I think. Uh, looking forward to getting that. There's a Street Fighter game that's already out that I'm looking forward to get my hands on as well. Right? And uh, there's a couple of other games that I'm probably going to get my hands on soon. I don't know when I'll have the opportunity to do it. But, you know, every step of the way, I mean, while I got the PS5, I might as well order, you know, certain games. And I know some people are probably saying, well, don't you like Call of Duty or, or Diablo or any of these other games? Well, technically, no. I mean, I've seen the Diablo game. Fantastic graphics, by the way. Diablo, Diablo 4, I think that's what it's called. I'm, I may actually consider buying that game. I may actually consider buying the game, you know, just to get a, get a try of it, you know. Uh, there's the the Call of Duty and the 
the Metal Gear games, and there's like all these other games that are out that I've never tried, and I don't feel like trying all the games out. I just want ones that fit my accessory, you know? I like Castlevania games. I like Contra. I like the WWE. I like AEW. I like something around in that particular nature, you know, something that'll keep me busy for a while. So one thing's for certain, guys. I mean, I'm glad that I got the PS5 out. I'm glad that I'm a reliant customer. I'm glad I don't have to deal with any of the people over at HEB. So now I can just, you know, sit back, relax, and <laughs> enjoy my PS5 as much as I can and everything. Oh, man. And I think that's pretty much everything that I got to tell you for now. We're going to go ahead and get into some music right now. When we return, we're going to talk about AEW Collision. We're going to talk about the beginning. We're going to talk about punk. We're going to talk about the show. Was it good? Was it bad? And plus, you'll hear some more from Jim Cornette because he did a review on this as well. And you'll love to hear his opinions on AEW Collision that happened this past Saturday night. Let's kick some music off and then we'll get right back into the wrestling, shall we?
questions in regards to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at themainevent1977 at gmail.com. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. And whatever question you have, the main event will be glad to put it right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. And it could be any question that you want to ask. That's themainevent1977 at gmail.com. One more time. The main event, 1977 at gmail.com, and you'll hear it right here on the main event talk podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Furman Torres from the Main Event Talk Podcast. It is looking hot, and I'm talking extremely hot, especially over here in Corpus Christi, Texas, because as you guys know, summer is here, and all of us are feeling the heat like never before. So, How do you cool yourself down in every way possible? Well, I can think of one spot that you guys can go to where you can quench your thirst and be cool all summer. And that is heading to Rich's Billiards. That's right. Why not just head over to Rich's Billiards and go there and grab yourself uh, maybe a... Maybe a couple of ice cubes or maybe some soda or maybe some beer. Yes, you can go for some Mikla Ultras. You can go for some Bud Lights. You can go for some Bud Weichers, some Dos Equis, whatever kind of beer you want. The summer is here and it is hot as hell out there. And if you guys feel a need to go ahead and quench your thirst, and if you feel a need to cool off for the summer, then all you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards. Hey, summertime is here, so bring all you guys over to the beach. And afterwards, head over to Rich's Billiards and cool down with a couple of cool beers and everything else like that. Of course, you can jam out to some music. Of course, you can uh, take advantage of their food, including the return of pinkies. I'm sorry. Pinkies is back with Richard's Billiards, and they're serving some of the hottest food going like never before, and it is delicious, and it sounds good. So if you guys want to go over there and check out Pinkies, go ahead. Go ahead and eat some of their hot and spicy food, and who knows? Maybe you can have yourself a couple of shots, a couple of cold beers, and everything else like that. And plus, not only that, there's going to be a lot of live events happening in the next couple of months here at Rich's Billiards. So be ready, guys. Summer is here. And head over to Rich's Billiards to cool off. And they'll have all the cool beers waiting for you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. New name, same place. The legend continues. The bar among bars and the billiards among billiards. I am the main event player to Super C Kid. And I approve this message. Okay, I just did a little bit of a Rich's Billiards commercial right there um, because of the fact that it is hot out there and uh, everything else like that. All right, so let's get right to it, shall we? Uh, We're not going to get into wrestling just yet. Let's go ahead and get right to what we need to talk about here because uh, tonight's going to be a very, very interesting night, especially at Rich's Billiards. Now, tonight uh, over at Rich's Billiards, our good friends Knife Party at Trippers Deftones will be performing live on stage. Um, and I've got the little advertisement right here. Saturday, June 24th at Rich's Billiards presents Knife Party at Trippers Deftones and the return of Austin's Learn to Swim, a tribute tool, along with the outrage and... I may be pronouncing this wrong, but I think it's Centipede, if I'm not mistaken. Now, <laughs> this is historic in many ways, to, to say the very least, because of the fact that 
of the fact that um, you see, uh, I believe Centipede is a band. Um, um, Hector's son, I believe, is in that band. Hector being my best friend and everything else like that. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, my apologies. I'm sort of having a little bit of trouble as to why I cannot show this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of having a little bit of trouble with my laptop computer. I was trying to get everything uh, sizable to the right atmosphere, but apparently, I don't know what it is. It's just that whenever I try to upsize it, you know, get it to the point where I can see everything right on my computer, all of a sudden, it just brings it right down to, um, it just brings it right down to this. And it's just like, okay, well, that's not what I asked for. Okay, well, what I'm talking about is, say you're on your laptop computer and you've got the um, Facebook app, right? And you're, you, you're supposed to be seeing a wide screen. You're supposed to be seeing a wide screen of, um, of what it's supposed to be. But instead of it showing you everything, it just kind of shows you, you know, stuff like if it was a, a what you call it, a, uh, like if you were on your phone or something like that. But it's like, well, if I wanted to see that, I would have looked at my phone. I mean, it's like, and you're trying to size it right back to where it's supposed to be. But no matter how many times you do it, it just gives you the, the worst of scenarios. So that kind of just, you know. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, uh, let me see if I can find the um, Knife Party Tribute to Deftones deal and everything. Because that's going to be taking place tonight, and the main event is going to be definitely looking forward to checking out that. <coughs> okay, about it. Okay, got it sent there. Following it, as always, the upcoming event, which is later on today. Okay, and it says here everything I just mentioned. Wait a minute. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, along with uh, the outrage and centipede, doors will open about, uh, it says 7 p.m., but I think it's actually supposed to be about 8. So I'm definitely going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. Uh, it's 15. If you think I'm paying $15 to get into a fucking show, you're out of your mind. And it's one thing when it's any other show in any other place at any other time. But when it comes to the main event, I don't need $15 to walk into this show. I'm just going to come in, and then I'm going to come out. That's it. That's how it's supposed to roll, okay? But anyways, uh, yeah, the show's going to be taking place tonight. Now, the reasons, the significance behind why the main event is going to be a part of the show is because of this. So, Knife Party Trip to Deftones, I've seen many, many times before, all right? Very historic in many ways. Um, Centipede, who is also, um, and I don't think, um, uh, do they have, uh, I don't think they have a Facebook page, at least not to my knowledge, <laughs> in any way possible. But I know that, uh, the Outrage, and I've been, you know, mentioning them a couple of times on my show before, and this is going to be historic in many ways possible. So, why this band? Why, why the Outrage? Why them? Well, here's why. You see, a while back, there was a show, they've been a part of several shows 
at Richard's Billiards, and I've never ever really seen them uh, perform. And uh, you know, I've obviously I've heard about who the band was and everything, and I know who they are, but I've never really it never really occurred to me as to. And I think I've may have said this on the Made of It Time podcast before, but just in case I didn't, I had no idea that one of my one of my family members was in this band, right? I had no idea until one day um, I did. Uh, there was a certain show that I went to. Uh, well, actually, there was a certain show that was there at Rich's Billiards, but I never had a chance to go because I stayed home because I, well, it was one of those nights where, where I really didn't feel like going, right? So, to find out that they're going to be over at Rich's Billiards <clears throat> this coming Friday, or this coming Saturday is something that I'm looking forward to checking out. And I can't wait to be a part of it in any way possible. Right? So, let me see. If... <clears throat> yeah, I'm just lying. Uh, just trying to look through the, the whole thing with the outrage and everything. So, let's see. <laughs> It's funny. I mean, I'm trying to. <laughs> you know how there's supposed to be a, um, and I, and unless I, I, unless I'm put it in the wrong spot, um, there's supposed to be a part where, uh, where I'm supposed to know the members of the band and everything. They're supposed to appear before me, but I don't see it right here. So, okay. But anyways, um, I do have a cousin who is in the band, the Outrage. Now, I know some people will probably tell me, well, Furman, I mean, it's just, you know, so what? You've been, you've seen many bands that have performed over there. How is this any different uh, from what you're used to seeing? This is the difference. The difference is, is that seeing Hector and seeing every other band that has performed over at Rich's Billiards is one thing, yeah. But when you have a family member performing on stage... I mean that's a that's a that's a bit of a different twist there, because listen, it's not often you get a chance to see a member of your own family become a part of of history, but a part of Rich's Billiards in every way possible. I mean, it's one thing when it's me, you know. I've had I've had a few family members that have shown up over there before. Some have um, have overstayed their welcome, <laughs> and others have um, you know come around just say hello and everything else like that so this is going to be interesting to say the very least so i'm looking at all this right and um you know i see the events i see all these things taking place and everything night party triple jeff tones that's going to be tonight now just to go ahead and let everybody know about this because let's see if we can um had it here somewhere. Where's the event? There's the event for it, and there's all the stuff here. Okay. Uh huh. Okay, I see it. Uh, hmm. June 11th. Wasn't that canceled? Oh, wait a minute. That's right. June 11th. I. Wait. Oh, this was. This was canceled, I think. 
No, but wait a minute. 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 This looks too. Oh, this. Last year. Duh. What the fuck? Oh, God. That's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry. And I apologize for this because I'm looking through my computer and everything. And I'm just trying to, you know, <clears throat> get an idea, a complete idea as to what I'm going to get myself into. But uh, the main event is looking forward uh, to seeing everything that's going to go down uh, this week. And, um, you know, seeing... Yeah, okay, so I'm stopping right there. Okay, so seeing everything that has gone down... Um, Knife party trip to Deftones being there is incredible. Uh, Learn to swim, a tribute to Tool. I can't wait to hear who these guys are. You know, I've, I've heard of Tool. Tool's a favorite band of mine. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what uh, Centipede has to do. Because that one is uh, pretty good in itself. Because uh, I believe Hector's son is in that band. So I'm looking forward to being part of that. <clears throat> and of course, seeing the outrage over there. And you know, with one of my one of my family members performing on there, and uh, it'll good it'll be good to see my cousin Felicia. It'll be good to see. Uh, I don't I don't know if Arlene uh, Arlene is going to be there or not. Um, it's one of those things that it's not often that when you have family involved, especially in your life, you know, it, it's good to have. It's very very good to have. You know, that's why this is very very important to me because this is not just going to be a typical night at Rich's Billiards like I do all the time where I go ahead and run the jukebox and do whatever I can and you know how that how that shit rolls this is where the main event will be there not just to be there to listen to a band not just to be there not just to be there to go ahead and uh, you know see a, an, another band perform on stage and enjoy it every single step of the way I get a chance to see one of my own family members perform on stage and what they don't know, and what the outrage probably doesn't know is they're going to be in the presence of a legend, and, and yes, the legend being me. And those, I, I know some people are going to be like, oh, what, why do you call yourself a legend? Because let me see, I've been there since, I've been going to Rich's Billiard since Valentine's Day of 2023, and we're in two, uh, 2003. We're in 2023. It's been over 20 years, so I think I, ha I think I'm entitled to be called a legend, wouldn't you say? Yes, I'm entitled to be called that. All right. So let's put that in perspective for you. So this will be historic in many ways. So you know, I can't wait for tonight. It's going to be incredible to check out these bands performing live, and um, you know, every way possible. You know, and. Um, of all the times, of all the, of all the nights that I've looked forward to being a part of certain things, this one is definitely going to be something I'm going to be looking forward to checking out in the next few hours as we're going. So, um, yeah, and it's funny. This is the first time that I've, uh, I this is the first time that I've done a Richest Billiard show where I've not, for once, I've not mentioned anything else. You know, because here's the thing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now I, I I saw some I see I see something that's very very funny to me, and you know you know what you want to and off the subject I'm sorry. So I have a friend who is a a Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, I know I know I know I know. But here's the sad part. You know you know what's so funny. 
And, and, and I got to say this, I got to say this, I got to say this, because this is where, this is where I prove people wrong in so many ways. Okay, so this individual, it's a woman, by the way, beautiful, attractive, and loves Donald Trump. Yes. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, stop her beliefs and all this stuff about, you know, about who she, who she believes in as president of the United States. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, give in a bunch of shit, but I will, I will say this, I will mention this because it's true. You know, for a long time, I have, I have always seen several of, several people and several of my friends who are Trump supporters themselves do not get how big of an idiot this guy is. But, but then again, it's like, you know what? There's no need to explain to the idiot anything. Let them do what they have to do. If they choose to believe in Donald Trump, choose to believe in Donald Trump. The only difference is in 2024, if you really believe that Donald Trump is going to be president of the United States with everything that's gone on with him within the past few years, you're out of your fucking mind. And also, to all of my religious friends, Yes, you know who you are. All of you people that believe in God. All of you people that say that, oh, well, God is the right hand. God is the right way. God is the way to go. Here's the thing that I'm going to tell all you fucking idiots. If you believe in God so much, why are you supporting a man who doesn't believe in God in any way possible? Tell me, and... and and this is going to be a little theme here. Tell me when I'm telling lies. You know? I'll tell you. And listen, nothing against this person. I love this individual. But listen, I, I unfortunately cannot tell a person to change their beliefs. They have to do it themselves. Look, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, hey, I love Donald Trump and then get killed in the process. No, I'm someone that is more reasonable, is more understanding of things. And know about what goes on. And I know that she blisters me that wrestling's fake. And I say, okay, and? Do you have anything else to rebuttal? Because I've heard the story many times before. It's the same fucking thing. Nothing has changed. The only thing that you need to know about is this. I'm still going to be the biggest wrestling fan in the world. I'm still going to report the Main Event Talk podcast how I do it. I'm still going to do shit my way. Nothing has fucking changed. I don't change your beliefs. You don't change mine. That's how it's supposed to roll. Okay? Just wanted to get that out of the way for anyone that believes that Donald Trump is religious. Because if you are a religious individual and you believe in and you love Donald Trump, your chances are out the fucking window. All right? It's all you have to know. You cannot believe in God and support Donald Trump at the same time. It just doesn't fit. But anyways, night party attributed to Deftones to take place tonight over at Richard's Village. It's going to be a historic night for the main event. I'm going to be there to support them and also support Learn to Swim, a tribute to Tool. The Outrage will be there and Centipede will be there. And to Felicia, to um, Arlene and everybody else involved, uh, whatever family members plan on being over there, uh, this is going to be historic, like I said, because... I'm going to be there to see the Outrage play live. I'll be there to see Hector's uh, 
son played live as well. So that's going to be pretty good also. That it's kind of a little connection, you know, because when you, when, you know, Hector and I, we've been part of several shows before. And, uh, you know, he has a, his son performing on stage and I have my cousins performing on, on stage as well. And it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be hell of a lot of fun to say the least. And to Felicia and to Arlene, and I believe if I'm, I'm not mistaken, I believe it was Rebecca, right? I believe that's who, uh, the guitarist for the band. I just wanted you to know when you, when you hear this, my name is Furman Torres and I am your cousin. This is the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now, you don't know it yet. You don't know it yet, but your your name is about to be splattered all over the wall. Especially when it comes to my spot at Bridges Billiards. It's not often that many family members come over to my bar. Uh, there have been a couple before. My brother has come one time, but that was several years ago. <laughs> that is your cousin, by the way, also, Ricky Torres. This will be good for this will be good for you and this will be good for me. It'll be good to see a member of my family performing on stage because it's not often that I see something like that happen. I've seen many bands perform at Rich's Billiards. Many from Knife Party, A Tribute to Deftones, Shattered Sun, um, Shadow of a Giant, uh, Killamora, Texas Hate Machine. And I've seen others like uh, Norma Jean played on stage. Um, Saliva played on stage. Edema played on stage. Shattered Sun played on stage. There have been several bands that have performed on that stage that the main event has been a part of for a long, long time. And for the outrage to play at Rich's Billiards is, you guys have played there many times before and that's cool, but you've never had my presence, my approval. But tonight, not only will you get the approval, but you'll get the access. This is not about star power. This is not about egotistical maniacs involved. This is about ha seeing a family member of mine perform on stage at Rich's Billiards. And it, it don't often happen that much. And it's something truly special for me. And I cannot wait for it, you know. And I'm not sure if you drink or not. <laughs> I, may have to ask, I may have to ask your mom if anything goes down. But if you do... There'll be whatever beer you want and whatever shot you want on me. Okay? And, uh, you know, I don't know whoever... I don't know what other family members... I'm not sure if you've heard of your cousin Sarah or your cousin Martha. Uh, I'm damn well sure you probably know your your uncle, um, Manuel. You know, my cousin Manuel. Uh, you know, I don't even know if Armando... Will be, will be out. Well, you know what? You know what's sad is if I try to, if I, if I, well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Armando's friends with me on Facebook. Oh, wait a minute, he's not. I'm sorry, Armando's not even friends with me on Facebook because, and just to put the story out, and I, well, and, uh, and this has been going on since uh, November of last year. Uh, my Facebook was hacked a while back, right, and all of my shit was taken away from me. And I had to start a new Facebook, which I did, right? So I was gaining all of my family members and all my friends back. I had forgotten to get Armando. I had forgot to get them. 
but no doubt, I, I, if he's there, um, there is another person I know that will probably be there at Rich's Bears. I don't feel like mentioning the name, but let's just say that he had a crush on her, and she happens to be a friend of mine. She kind of looks like A.J. Lee, uh, but with, uh, well, A.J. AJ Lee. I'm a professional wrestling fan, just to get you an idea as to how it goes. But anyways, bottom line is, tonight's going to be historic, and I can't wait to be there, and I can't wait to see you. Okay? I'm going to be there in front where the outrage performs, and you guys will get an opportunity to perform in front of the main event at Rich's Billiards. It's going to be big time, it's going to be historic, and the main event's going to be looking forward to seeing you guys over there tonight, all right? Once again, Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones, Learn to Swim, tribute to Tool, The Outrage, and Centipede, all performing tonight at Rich's Billiards. The show starts about 7 p.m., well, it says 7 p.m., but I think it's actually 8 p.m., okay, so it's, the show's going to be there around 8 p.m., uh, $15 at the door you must have an ID presented to Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, the A-Train himself, Adon Pena. Please show it to him and everything else like that. And if you don't, he will show you the door the hard way. Trust me. Be good to see Headbanger Incorporated's head of security over there and everything else like that. After his, um, I believe he had a, uh, as a matter of fact, that I never had a chance to talk about this. Adon Pena uh, was uh, on stage alongside with Zombie King to perform over at um, at the El Nino show that happened about almost a year ago, almost a year ago, almost a month ago. So um, he's a big deal in every way possible. But I'm certainly looking forward to this. And let me go ahead and get out the last line. Richest Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. The legend continues. New name, same place. The bar among bars and the billiards among billiards. Be there tonight, guys. It's supposed to be an historic night. Okay, so I know people have been curious about what my thoughts are from this past Saturday night's AEW collision that took place this past Saturday night. So uh, the main event was uh, looking forward to seeing this, and uh, I had a, a friend of mine see the whole thing with me and everything, so it was pretty good. So um, we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to probably give you my thoughts on the uh, the whole AEW Collision show, and uh, there are several things that we're going to talk about on this, uh, let's see, there we go, uh, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about on the Collision show, we're going to talk about the ratings, we're going to talk about the, um, uh, what's going to take place, as a matter of fact, there is going to be an AEW Collision show that's going to take place tonight, now, uh, hopefully if Richard Billiards can do me the favor and uh, put on the show for me. So that way I'll be able to watch uh, AEW Collision as it happens over at Rich's Billiards. I mean, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be over at Rich's Billiards, obviously, you know, just to go check out the the outrage uh, night party trip to Del Deftones and Home Nine Yards. But I gotta have my wrestling. I got to, you know. I already saw wrestling last week. You know, we're gonna do it again this week. Okay, so Collision. I gotta say, Collision was a good show, a very, very good show. And from the reaction and the reviews of everyone else, this was a different show. This was nothing like what they expected in Dynamite. This was better. This was what much better. There was no chaos involved, no silliness involved, nothing stupid. 
they basically put on a good wrestling product with the exception of one thing that I think a lot of people a lot of people have picked up on. So we'll talk about it. So we'll start with the promo. We'll start with the promo that started it all. We we start off with CM Punk's promo that began and we knew right away that CM Punk was gonna begin the show. I wasn't sure how long he was gonna be on there, but he was on there for a good decent amount of time to tell us exactly what is my, what is on his mind. Now, as you guys know, and just to go ahead and give you a little brief history, we've talked about it many times before on the Main Event Talk podcast, and we're going to talk about it right here. We know that the last time CM Punk had shown up on television, the last time he appeared on television, I believe it was right before the all-out event, right? And then, of course, he appeared on pay-per-view where he won the championship of John Moxley, and then the media scrum, and then the whole nine yards. We also talked about his uh, interview on uh, ESPN, uh, which, by the way, I think, and I noticed this, and I think other people have noticed this too. So people try to make a big deal about the ESPN article, about what, uh, I guess, CM Punk was bad-mouthing a few people. But in the process, everything that I just read last week was everything that we've talked about for a while. And, you know, and I mentioned, I, I mentioned a while back that if, uh, you know, what Punk did was wrong, and I think he knows it. And, and it's true, he does know it. He did know that what happened at the media scrum was wrong, and he wished he would approach it a whole lot more. And here's the sad part. He wanted to get the Bucks and Omega and, you know, talk to them man to man, but he had the lawyers they had the lawyers handle the shit, which I think is rather funny, kind of like Vince Russo. And there's kind of a little connection there. You know, if you think about that extremely close. Um, CM Punk had tried to make amends with them to show his professionalism and wanted to move on with the show. And the sad part is, while I'm telling you guys exactly what's going on with Punk, and what he's actually doing. There are others that see things from a totally different perspective. And it's like, okay, why are you viewing this part again? Because I'm basically telling you exactly what we see in front of us. And you're seeing things from a whole different perspective. Saying, oh, Punk's a liar, Punk's a bitch, Punk's this, Punk's that. And it's like, oh, come on, are you fucking serious? Give me a break here. You're nuts if you believe that. But anyways... I want to go ahead and uh, review AEW Collision, but before we do that, let's get into that infamous promo. You heard a piece of it from the very beginning of the show, and now you're going to get a chance to hear the rest right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. Let's get right to it. The beginning of AEW Collision from this past Saturday, and it all began with a promo from CM Punk.
I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm tired of being nice. Gone 10 months with a ruptured tricep tendon, tore it straight off the bone. But I'm still here. And as long as I am, this is the professional wrestling business. It's a business of grown-ups. This has never been a popularity contest. We all know I probably would have lost that one a long time ago. So tonight we're gonna have a little conversation about the future, but first, I would like to have a little conversation about my past, which I don't think is checkered. If you would have told 15-year-old me that you're gonna sell out the Budokan, that you're gonna sell out Madison Square Garden, that you're gonna sell out multiple times over every single building in Chicago with a roof. Well, I'm not sure little punker would have believed you. It's because he didn't experience what present me standing here in front of all you crazy bastards has experienced. I'm tired of being nice. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I did all these things and I got here to this place riding a wave, riding the backs of smart, passionate, professional wrestling fans like you. And oh gosh, I never fit in somewhere more in my entire life than I have here in professional wrestling. I love you for it. I love you because you love me. And you love me because I have never compromised. I have been about apologetic my entire career. I am me. And I couldn't have done all this without all of you. But it seems there's some people that hate me for the same reasons you all love me. And listen, I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth, and the truth is painful. in a business full of counterfeit bucks. 
The king is back, baby. And I do have a lot of things to get off my chest. I will always speak truth to power. I will always be myself. I will never compromise. And there's the people that think that they're owed an apology. I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today, and I owe you an apology. Here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. Tell me when I'm telling lies. ring and walk into the sunset never to be seen again but until there is somebody in this company that can fill these boots they belong on my feet tell me when I'm telling lies So AEW Collision kicked off with the CM Punk promo that took place on Saturday night, and it was good. I mean, I was outside. Uh, we we had to cover everything uh, out of the way because uh, when we had the TV outside, uh, I wanted to cool off, but also I wanted to make sure that the sun was not affecting us. So luckily, we had some big boards to cover us while we were watching the deal. So promo was uh, uh, outstanding. It was everything that we knew about. You know, CM Punk brought in this, uh, the red bag. I believe the red bag in there contains his AEW world title. Right? So, I'm, you know, and I know some people have been, uh, especially Dave Meltzer, and especially a lot of people that have, have, are pointing out the obvious here, and the obvious being the fact that he wants his AEW world title back. Now, 
I don't think it will happen yet. It will probably happen the next few months. But this is one of these things where CM Punk needs to go ahead and get off the ground. Right? And that's what needs to happen. Right? So, now we're not going to get into much detail about all the matches that have taken place. But we know that, uh, let's see, the first matchup. And this was a match that a lot of people really didn't. I mean, they, they agreed with the finish. But I don't think they agreed with how it went down. Luchasaurus taking on Wardlow. Now, in the match, um, it was good for what it was. There was no Arn Anderson involved. Christian Cage was obviously going to get involved in this match no matter what. And it was kind of one of those things where you almost knew a title change was coming, especially when you have Christian Cage out there. So there was this one part, I, I guess, where uh, Christian Cage made this one attempt he made an attempt, went over, and voila. So, Christian Cage got involved in the match. Luchasaurus took advantage. One, two, three. Luchasaurus is the new TNT champion. But Christian Cage is the one carrying around as if though he won it. Right? Now, <laughs> now we're going to hear from Christian Cage on AEW Collision. And I think what will be, what will be funny... And I kept thinking about, okay, what is Christian Cage going to actually tell everybody as far as what, what went down and everything? I think what will happen is <clears throat> there's going to be some sort of significance behind, uh, behind Christian Cage. I mean, it would be stupid, and I'm kind of pointing this next part out, it would be kind of stupid if Christian Cage were to somehow reveal that when you signed the contract, you had no idea that when Luchasaurus takes on takes you on for the TNT championship, that that championship is going to be handed to me. It's going to be one of those heelish factions where Luchasaurus would win a title, but it would be handed over to the guy next to him, which would be Christian. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but I'm setting you up for what I think will happen. Okay, it may happen. Who knows? I mean, but we're going to hear from Christian Cage uh, later on tonight's collision to find out the answers to see. Because let's face it, he walked around with that championship like he won it. But we know that Luchasaurus was the one that won it. So it's going to be a lot of questions. Um, is his feud over? Is, does it continue on? We'll just have to find out later on tonight on AEW Collision. The next matchup was the one that everyone's been talking about and is probably the best match on the card, Andrade, making his return after a long, lengthy absence as he takes on Buddy Matthews of the House of Black. Another good match. Another good match for what it was. Um, boy, this was... And a lot of people find this funny that uh, the thing that people had mentioned a few times before was the fact that um, Buddy Matthews is the the boyfriend of Rhea Ripley, while Andrade is the husband of Charlotte Flair. So you know where that you know where that figure eight came from at the end, right there. The only thing that sucked was uh, even though Andrade won, it was good to see him there in every way possible. Um, I think what I'm noticing, and I think other people notice as well, is the fact that 
I believe, um, because uh, tonight, I believe Andrade is supposed to take on Brody King, right? And, you know, when the lights came on, or the lights came off and they came back on, there's Alistair Black, and then there's, um, uh, who was it? There's uh, Brody King. Now, this is not the first time that Brody King, or not the first time, not the first time that Alistair Black, or Mal Malachi Black, if you will, had had face-to-face -face with Andrade. If you remember, Andrade was the NXT champion until he lost the championship over to Malachi Black. So, you guys remember that quite, quite well. Now, uh, let's see, what was the next match, if uh, I'm not mistaken? I believe it was... I was trying to... Let me see if I can... You know what? Uh, and I was going to try and remember it by heart, dude. But, like, you know... <laughs> Let's see if we can... Okay, here's the, here's the AEW collision. There we go. Nigel McGinnis, yada, yada, yada. Where's... Where's the... Okay, there's supposed to be uh, a matchup here. Or where... Let me see if I can read into this and everything. Preparation debut, okay. Um, okay. Doesn't exactly show me. Uh, okay, well, where are the matches? <laughs> I'm trying to... It's funny. I'm trying to look for the matches that came with it, but I don't see... I don't see the... The matches, I don't see, I don't understand. Let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to, I was trying to look for some, I mean, because I know what matches took place, and I saw them right there before my eyes. There was a whole thing that happened with, um, with the Acclaim. They had the interview with that. There was an interview that also happened with Powerhouse Hobbs and, um, and QT Marshall. Which I still, I think a lot of other people still wonder why QT Marshall is still around Powerhouse Hobbs. In any way possible, I think Powerhouse Hobbs needs to stay away from QT Marshall at all costs. Uh, Mira was in action. He came in the ring and uh, defeated Tony Nese in a mere seconds. Great match. Uh, the women's match. Oh. <laughs> the women's match, another match that everyone's been talking about. Um boy and I'll tell you what and I'll say this because it's true and I had a chance to see this uh, just the other day so the women's match featured the hometown hero of Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale taking on the out, out I was about to say the outrage the outcast of Tony Storm and Ruby Soho with no page in sight. Now, Ruby So... Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale won the match, right? That's what happened. It took place. It was done. Now, the other thing is, is that the thing that people have mostly focused on, and you can't blame them, and I'll say this, and I talked about this uh, last week's matter of fact, Sky Blue has the most perfect ass I've ever seen. I swear, and, and, and what's funny is 
she had a match with Anna Jay on Rampage. Now I did see it, and 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 I and I did see it too, and <laughs> even and even though Sky Blue won, and I'm, and I commend them, I commend them for moving the star up, which is good, which is very very good. Um, they what was it for the Owen Hart Women's Tournament, which that we'll we'll discuss that when we have a chance to uh, get there. It was good for Sky Blue. It was good for her. It was good for, for everything that went down. It was a great women's match. Loved it. It was fantastic. So, uh, I think I'm trying to... There's, I know there was more matches to it than that and everything. Let me see if I can... Uh, where is it? <laughs> My apologies. I was going to try and look for... Let's see if it's here. Okay, I could have swore it was here. What? There it is. Sheesh. Okay, so I'm just looking down at a couple of things here, you know, just to kind of, you know, let me see, where is it? There it is. All right, so I'm just looking down. Uh, I'm trying to get an idea of what took place. Okay, so there it is. This is what I was looking for. Okay, Andrade took on Buddy Matthews. Luchasaurus took on there. Um, Miro, okay, had his match, which, which we talked about. And let's see if there's any more matches that I missed. Uh, the Acclaim, they came out, did their interview and everything else like that. And then you had the matchup, the six-man tag team match that took place. CM Punk and FTR taking on Samoa Joe and the Bullet Club Gold of Juice Robinson and Jay White. And I got to say, the six-man match was fantastic. It was great. It was not. This was the thing. The thing about AEW Collision was this was way better than Dynamite. And the, fa and the saddest part is... This is how it was supposed to have been presented in the first place. This was a show, and, I, and I'm going to talk about this. This was a show that people unfortunately found it boring. I, I kid you not. They found it boring. It was disappointing to them. And I wonder why. Oh, is it because the fact that Punk came out a huge star and not Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks? Is it the fact that we saw some good wrestling action that didn't involve gimmicks in any way possible? Is it the fact that we saw interviews with people that had to get points out of the way without having to be disrupted by some idiot that's going to get in, in the way to make the show somewhat interesting, if not ridiculous? When I saw the show, it was good. The interviews were fantastic. The matches were good, with the exception of the TNT Championship. There was no need for gimmick matches or, or anything ridiculous in that particular nature. Just start wrestling off the way wrestling should be. Listen, to all you idiots that want to go ahead and tell us, Oh, well, wrestling is supposed to be fake, dude. You're not supposed to take this shit seriously. I got news for you. I have taken this shit seriously for a very, very long time. All these other people that want to go ahead and say that that GCW is professional wrestling or 
this stuff here is professional wrestling. I got news for you. It ain't wrestling. It's just a bunch of idiots throwing garbage at each other to try to win a match that they have no clue about why they're winning a match. That's the whole point. But AEW Collision was a good show. And I'm looking forward to seeing what AEW Collision is going to do hopefully later on. I'll probably be able to see it when I get over to Rich's Billiards tonight. So it's going to be great to check out. So check out AEW Collision live as it happens. It's going to take place over in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I believe, because that's where they're at. Now, also, to note out a couple of things, I know some people have asked me my thoughts about Jeff Hardy, who's not going to be there. Now, he's not being thrown off television, but as you guys know, he's, he had a DWI uh, about almost a year ago, right? And he went to trial for it, so he's not actually allowed to leave the country in any way possible. So, if he doesn't appear over in Canada, you know why. You know exactly why and everything else like that. So check out AEW Collision tonight as it happens live only on TNT. Should be an epic show to check out.
Hey guys, what's going on? Furman Torres from the Main Event Talk Podcast. It is looking hot, and I'm talking extremely hot, especially over here in Corpus Christi, Texas, because as you guys know, summer is here, and all of us are feeling the heat like never before. So, how do you cool yourself down in every way possible? Well, I can think of one spot that you guys can go to where you can quench your thirst and be cool all summer, and that is heading to Rich's Billiards. That's right. Why not just head over to Rich's Billiards and go there and grab yourself uh, maybe uh, maybe a couple of ice cubes or maybe some soda or maybe some beer. Yes, you can go for some Mikla Ultras. You can go for some Bud Lights. You can go for some Bud Weichers, some Dos Equis, whatever kind of beer you want. The summer is here, and it is hot as hell out there. And if you guys feel a need to go ahead and quench your thirst, and if you feel a need to cool off for the summer, then all you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards. Hey, summertime is here, so bring all you guys over to the beach. And afterwards, head over to Rich's Billiards and cool down with a couple of cool beers and everything else like that. Of course, you can jam out to some music. Of course, you can uh, take advantage of their food, including the return of pinkies. I'm sorry. Pinkies is back with Richard's Billiards, and they're serving some of the hottest food going like never before, and it is delicious, and it sounds good. So if you guys want to go over there and check out Pinkies, go ahead. Go ahead and eat some of their hot and spicy food, and who knows? Maybe you can have yourself a couple of shots, a couple of cold beers, and everything else like that. And plus, not only that, there's going to be a lot of live events happening in the next couple of months here at Rich's Billiards. So be ready, guys. Summer is here. And head over to Rich's Billiards to cool off. And they'll have all the cool beers waiting for you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes. New name, same place. The legend continues. The bar among bars and the billiards among billiards. I am the main event player to Super C Kid. And I approve this message. Okay, so we got several things that we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Now, obviously, we're going to be talking about Forbidden, forbidden Door. We're going to be talking about that at the conclusion of this episode of the Maybe Talk podcast. So there's several events that are going to be happening uh, in the next couple of weeks prior. We're getting ready for Money in the Bank as it happens on July 1st, while Slammiversary is taking place over on July 15th, which will be on the weekend of the... Th- uh, where are we at? The third, fourth anniversary of my main event talk podcast, right? <laughs> it's going to be incredible. It's going to be epic. Cannot wait to check those out. Now, let's get into what's going to take place at Money in the Bank, shall we? Now, we know that there are about a total of five matches that are going to happen at the Money in the Bank event. So, for the men's Money in the Bank, these are the individuals that are in. So far, we got Ricochet. Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest. And this past Monday, a new addition was added. And I think it was the right call for WWE to pull this off. Logan Paul is going to be involved in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And I know some people have asked me, you know, why is he involved? And why, why should he even be involved in this at all? He didn't even earn the spot. Here's the thing. True, he didn't earn the spot. But when you think about it, as athletic and as gifted as Logan Paul is, he has put on some stellar performances. And he's done extremely well for himself. 
Now, the thing that's got people worried is, is the WWE considering Logan Paul to win Money in the Bank? Honestly, I, I, and I think Triple H kind of sees this. Triple H really doesn't want to have Logan Paul win it. If anything, Logan Paul should just be there to, you know, do what he has to do, perform, be on stage and everything else like that. And, you know, do what he has to do. Kind of like what he did at the Royal Rumble. Kind of like what he did at WrestleMania, you know. Put on some good matches. Put on something, a stellar performances, and that's it, you know. The only person I think a lot of people are looking forward to win is L.A. Knight. And I'm kind of hoping that he does. Now, I I think I've made this... I, I talked about how you would turn L.A. Knight into a babyface. And I know... And there's one way to do it. There's one way to do it, but... Unless the WWE has different plans, I would rather see L.A. Knight become... If he wins money in the bank, that's great. But I want him to win the United States Championship away from Austin Theory. I really do. We need to get that title off of him as soon as possible and give it to L.A. Knight. That way the fans can get behind him just a little bit more and then have a little feud happen between L.A. Knight and Austin Theory. But that will be a discussion for another day. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match consists of Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Io Sky, and the new addition that happened this past Monday night on Raw. Trish Stratus will now be a part of her very first ladder match to take place at Money in the Bank. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be a confrontation between these individuals that's going to happen on Monday Night Raw, which I'm hoping to get an opportunity to look at that and everything else like that. <clears throat> Singles matchup, Cody Rhodes to take on Dominic Mysterio. That's going to be an interesting match to check out. Looking forward to it. Seth freaking Rollins going one-on-one -on -one against Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. And I got to say, guys, oh, man, this is a hot feud. And uh, the, the fact that this past Monday night on Raw, the fact that Finn Balor had to cancel and stop the open challenge from happening, Finn Balor wants to keep the lines of communication open so that way he can get his hands on Seth freaking Rollins and take the World Heavyweight Championship from him. So, constant attacks that took place on Monday. Then, Seth Rollins had defended the World Championship against Braun Breaker, only to have been attacked by, Braun, by uh, Finn Balor once again. This has become extremely serious, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen this coming Monday night, tomorrow, or not tomorrow night, uh, this coming Monday night on Monday Night Raw to see where this goes. And of course, the biggest talk, the biggest thing that everyone's been talking about now, ever since what happened last week on Monday Night Raw, oh man, <laughs> or, or this past Friday night on SmackDown, I'm sorry, Jimmy and Jay are out of the bloodline they basically kicked Roman head, Roman's head in and Solo Sokoa. And it is going to happen. It is now being called the Bloodline Civil War Tag Team Match. The Bloodline that consists of Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa will take on Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. Oh, my God. That's going to be epic to check out, to say the very least. And the main event is looking forward to seeing how that goes. Money in the Bank to be scheduled on on Saturday, July 1st. Uh, I believe it's supposed to start at 3 p.m. Eastern or something like that. 
uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. So here in Texas, I think that means, and uh, boy, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call like I see it. If we see it at 3 p.m. here, that means the countdown show will probably start at two o'clock. My brother will be out of work by that time. The show will start at three o'clock, four, five, and it'll probably end around six o'clock. So my guess is we'll probably watch Money in the Bank in the afternoon. So that means I'm gonna have the TV out and that means I'm gonna get myself dressed, ready to go and the whole nine yards. Let's see how this all rolls out on July the 1st. And it's gonna be an interesting weekend there because I'm gonna be off on July 1st, July 2nd, July 3rd, July 4th, and I don't go back to work till July 5th. How fucking beautiful is that? We'll see how that rolls. Check out uh, check out Money in the Bank as it happens on um, on Peacock live streaming live and everything. It's gonna be epic to check out. Okay, let's look at the next the next event that's gonna happen on July the fifteenth. Now, so far, there's only three matches that are gonna happen at Impact Wrestling Slammiversary, and uh, Slammiversary has always been one of the most epic matches, one of the most epic events to see. And so far, three matches have already been announced. Alex Shelley will be defending the Impact World Championship as he takes on the national treasure, Nick Aldis. Going to be an epic match. The Impact Knockout Women's World Championship as Deanna Perrazzo defends her championship against Trinity, the artist formerly known as Naomi, as for all of you. And in a tag match, PCO and Scott Demore to take on Bully Ray and Steve Macklin. And so far, those are the only matches that are going to take place. Now, uh, we know that the X Division Championship is not on the line yet. Uh, we know that, let's see, the tag team titles are not on the line yet. So there's going to be several, several matches that have not been included on this one. The Impact uh, Digital Media Championship will also probably be on the line as well. It wouldn't be right if we didn't have um, Joe Hendry involved and this whole deal. So it's going to be great to check out. Cannot wait to see how all this is going to turn out. Slammiversary to take place on July 15th, which will be on the weekend. It's on a Saturday, by the way, I think. Is it? Yes, on a Saturday. So I'll be able to check it out on the weekend of my birthday and also the weekend of the, I believe it's the third anniversary. Actually, it's supposed to be the fourth, but I may need to, I may need to check out my shit. In every way possible. But I believe it's supposed to be the fourth anniversary or third anniversary of the Main Event Talk podcast. So it's going to be epic. So money in the bank to happen on July 1st and then Slammiversary to take place on July 15th. A lot of other great wrestling events are going to be happening. And then hopefully in the next few weeks, we will talk about money in the bank. Actually, next week on the Main Event Talk podcast, speaking of money in the bank, we're going to be able to check out Money in the Bank on Saturday, but we're going to be releasing the episode on Friday because of the fact that, yes, Friday Night SmackDown is going to feature, uh, Friday Night SmackDown is gonna be featured over in London, England, so that means it's gonna be a taped show, and that taped show will be shown up over here. I doubt it'll be live. I doubt it'll be live. I know it's gonna be a taped show, but we'll see how all that rolls out. I don't know if there's gonna be a press conference of any kind 
to take place while it happens, but we will see how all this rolls. But the Main Event Talk podcast, the Money in the Bank uh, edition, is going to be released on Friday. I'm actually thinking about Thursday, but I'm pulling for Friday a little bit more, you know, just to go ahead and get all this out of the way before we get a chance to see Money in the Bank as it happens on July 1st. So July 1st will be Money in the Bank, and then Slammiversary will take place on July 15th. A lot of stuff is going to be happening on the Main Event Talk podcast in the next few weeks. Money in the Bank, of course, is next week. The Money, uh, the uh, Main Event Talk podcast will cover that. And everything else like that is going to be epic to check out. All right, guys. We've gotten all this out of the way. Let's see if we're going to talk about Forbidden Door in just a moment. But before we do, before we talk about Forbidden Door... It's time. Yes, it's time. It is not. It's not Vader time. It's time for the wrestling news. And let's kick it away to Mike Sempervini with the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network to talk about the latest wrestling news. Take it away. Arcadian Vanguard presents the wrestling news. In your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, June 24th, 2023. Good morning. I'm Mike Sepervivi. We begin today with last night's SmackDown broadcast live on Fox from the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. The main event match between Solo Sokoa and Sheamus was thrown out by referee Jessica Carr after Solo attacked Sheamus outside the ring, including putting him through the announcer's table and the ringside barricade. After the match, the Usos came out to fight off Sokoa, leaving him laying after a series of super kicks. Jimmy and Jack! Solo Sokoa has left destruction at ringside. And now the Usos heading after Solo! Also on the show, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey defeated NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Alba Fire and Isla Dawn to unify the two titles. The victory came when Alba submitted to Baszler. But Baszler tried to turn it into a carrot with a clutch. Backed into her corner. Ronda Rousey back in the middle of things. Ronda Rousey takes out Dawn. Our ball by Rousey. Raquel Rodriguez issued a challenge to the Unified Champions after the match and was joined by her former tag team partner Liv Morgan making her return to WWE TV after a month-long absence. In other results, Pretty Deadly defeated the Street Profits, LA Knight beat Rey Mysterio then attacked him after the match until Santos Escobar made the save. Charlotte Flair beat Lacey Evans via submission, but was attacked after the match by WWE Women's Champion Asuka. WWE presented the first wrestling event held at the Cajun Dome back in February of 1987. A card headlined by Jake the Snake Roberts, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and the Junkyard Dog against Harley Race, Paul Orndorff, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Later in the night, AEW presented Rampage on TNT, featuring matches taped last Wednesday at Chicago's Wintrust Arena. 
The main event saw Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeat Doki via submission, after which IWGP World Champion Sonata came to ringside and confronted Perry to end the show. Perry and Sonata are scheduled to face off tomorrow night at Forbidden Door. Look at Sonata, looks like the second coming of Antonio Inoki with the shades and that, that suit. Looks like a million bucks. He looks like a champion. And he's walking into the ring. The protege of Keiji Muto, the great Muto, finally capturing the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship this year. And now coming into Forbidden Door this Sunday to go one-on-one -on -one with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. John Hennigan, formerly known as John Morrison in WWE, as well as several other names, made his debut on AEW television as Johnny TV, super kicking Billy Gunn and revealing himself after appearing masked at ringside along with Harley Cameron, QT Marshall, and Aaron Solo of QTV. The physicality occurred following a victory for Gunn and the acclaimed over the team of Axel Rico, Darius Luttrell, and Coda Hernandez. In an opening match for the Women's Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, Sky Blue defeated Anna Jay. And Anna, her head whipped into the bottom rope. The thrust kick connects Sky Blue. Coming over the back to the The tournament is scheduled to continue at Forbidden Door. During a promo segment on the show, AEW World Champion MJF revealed that Adam Cole's opponent for Forbidden Door would be Filthy Tom Lawler. Cole was then jumped from behind by Lawler and Lawler's partner Royce Isaacs. In other results, United Empire and Swerve Strickland beat Chaos in an eight-man tag team match when Will Ospreay pinned Yo. In independent wrestling news, Game Changer Wrestling held its Ride or Die show Friday night inside Chicago's Thalia Hall. In the main event, GCW World Champion Blake Christian retained his title for the first time, defeating Gringo Loco in 23 minutes and 45 seconds. The other title match on the show saw Jersey Championship Wrestling Champion Jordan Oliver retain his title with a win over Commander. Also on the show, Ejo Del Vikingo and Metallic fought to a no contest. Sawyer Rack and Joey Janela defeated Effie and Alley Catch. In a six-person tag, Rina Yamashita and Los Macisos knocked off the Rejects and Manders. Jack Hartwell beat Aries. Lufisto defeated Robert Anthony. The Bang Bros topped Alex Price and Cole Radrick. And Starboy Charlie won a six-man scramble match. More details have emerged in the burglary and domestic violence arrest of former AEW trainer BJ Whitmer. The victim of Whitmer's alleged attack, who spoke to Cincinnati's Fox 19 WXIX on the condition of anonymity, has claimed that Whitmer assaulted her after a recent breakup between the two and that he had broken into her home. Said the woman to Fox 19, quote, I was literally fighting for my life. I came into my house and he was standing at the top of my steps waiting for me, end quote. The police incident report filed after the arrest indicated that Whitmer then began strangling her on the couch and that visible marks and bruising were found on her neck. Whitmer was reportedly released from jail on June 12th on $25,000 bail and is currently awaiting trial. Whitmer was fired from his AEW position shortly after details of the event were made public earlier this month. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, 
you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the wrestling news across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the wrestling news. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Forbidden Door is going to happen tomorrow night as it happens over in on Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Main event is looking forward to checking out how all that's going to go down tomorrow night. Uh, Forbidden, uh, Forbidden Door is, this is the second time that Forbidden Door is taking place. And, um, you know, I have, um, I had a chance to see the first Forbidden Door. And um, while it was a good event, to say the very least, it wasn't really the most talked about. And and I say that because, you know, the first Forbidden Door was not exactly the best, to say the very least. And not that I not that I thought it wasn't the greatest, it's just that it just didn't seem like it was, if you know what I mean. So before we talk about this year's Forbidden Door, let's talk about the original Forbidden Door when it first took place in 2022 so this took place over in chicago right uh, it was on sunday uh june 26 and it took place over at the united center over in chicago which was a fantastic event when it took place so let me give you the matches that took let me see if we can um okay there were a total of oh god there's a total of 11 matches for tonight's uh, Forbidden Door, but there were a total of 13 right here. So, this is what the results were for the very first Forbidden Door, right? So, there were four matches during the countdown show, right? And uh, the first one was a tag match. Uh, Bishama defeated the Factory of Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. That was the first match. Lance Archer defeated Nick Camarado. Uh, Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, had defeated Susan Gunn, or Suzuki Gunn, El Desperado, and 
Yoshi Demo Ganamiura. I cannot pronounce Spanish for shit, but it's fine. Anyways, uh, Matt Caster and the Gun Club of Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn and Anthony Bowens defeated Yu Yam Yomuro, New Japan LA Dojo, uh, Alex Coughlin, the, DC, the DKC, and Kevin Knight by pinfall. Okay. The next one was a six man tag team matchup right here. And, uh, well, it doesn't matter about this one, but it's uh, Minoru Suzuki and La Sex Gods of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeating the team at the time of Eddie Kingston, Shada Omana, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I believe this was a three-way match for the uh, tag team titles. FTR defeated United Empire and Rapongi Vice. A four-way match for the All-Atlantic. At that time, it was called the All-Atlantic Championship when it was first debuted. Um, Pack defeated Clark Connors, Miro, Malachi Black via, via submission. Six-man tag team matchup, Dudes with Attitudes. Uh, Darby Allen Sting and Shingo Tango defeated the Bullet Club... Um, uh, defeated, defeated the Bullet Club of Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, L. Enfeld, Tasmo, right? That's what took place there. Thunder Rosa defeated uh, Tony Storm for the AEW Women's World Championship. Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay defeated Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States Championship at the time he was a champion. Claudio Cascinoli defeated Zack Sabre Jr., which was a very surprise there because nobody expected Claudio Cascinoli to show up in AEW until that night. Uh, Jay White uh, defended the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship as he defeated Hangman Adam Page, uh, Kutsuko Okada, and Adam Cole. And that was via pinfall right there, John Moxley. Uh, with William Regal took on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IW for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now that all took place at Forbidden Door just last year. Now here are the matches that are going to take place this year. Now there's going to be a couple of matches that I'm going to leave out. So my apologies to anyone that's interested. Now in the countdown show, I believe it's going to be Athena taking on Billy Starks. I am going to say Athena will win it unless Billy unless Billy Starks has to win it. But other than that, I think Athena should win it. Uh, I'm going to leave that match out, that match out, that match out, that match out. Okay. Adam Cole is going to go one-on-one against Filthy Tom Lawler, who's representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Tom Lawler is a fantastic athlete, but I think Adam Cole is going to win this matchup. Tom Lawler, as you know, a former UFC fighter who also competed in MLW and also competes in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So you know how that shit rolls. Uh, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Storm to defend against Willow Nightingale. Uh, this is going to be a bit obvious here. So as much as I love Willow Nightingale, I think Tony Storm will win. And um, 
nothing has been revealed yet, but it's not going to surprise me if uh, if uh, Jamie Hayter decides to come out. But but that's something to discuss for another time. Orange Cassidy will be defending his championship. The AEW used to be known as the All-Atlantic Championship, now known as the AEW International Championship. He will be defending his championship against Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. I don't care who wins this match. We all know that uh, Orange Cassidy is going to walk away with the championship. Let's move on to the next match of CM Punk going one-on-one against... Uh, Satoshi Komojo. Komoja. Uh, well, it's for the Orin Hart tournament, so obviously we know CM Punk is going to win on that. So this will be the first time that CM Punk appears, appears in Forbidden Door, which is very, very good right there. Ten-man tag team matchup. My God, why not? Let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned ten-man tag team matchup to start off. It's going to consist of members of the Bullet Club. Uh, of the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Clashinoli, uh, Takeshita, uh, uh, Takeshka, whatever the fuck it goes, and Un uh, Shi- Shata Umino taking on the elite of Hangman Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Yes, that's a 10 man tag. Six man tag team matchups going to take place. Lesex, Lezuki Gods of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara and uh, Minoru Suzuki, who were a part of um, who were a part of the first Forbidden Door and going to be a part of this one to take on the team of Sting, Darby Allen, and a wrestler to be announced. Now we do not know. Who this individual will be, but we do know that his announcement will, is supposed to be somebody from Chris Jericho's past, someone that's faced him faced him off before. Should be interesting there, and I don't know what it is, but that announcement will take place live at AEW Collision later on tonight. We'll probably find out about that. And uh, okay, so we've talked about this one. So the four main matches. Uh, who, who do I think will win on the uh, last matchup? Obviously. We'll stick with Sting. Sting, Darby Allen, the new guy. It's too obvious. It's way too obvious. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and and the other matchup. Um, golly. I have a feeling that we're going to have to go with the Elite. I don't know why. I would rather have the Blackpool. Well, then again, I really don't give a shit. But the Blackpool Combat Club, they would win. It'd be a surprise. But the Elite, hey, let it happen. We'll see how it rolls. But anyways, we're going to talk about the next two matches right here. There's four matches that I'm not that I'm not going to talk about just yet, but we're going to go go at it piece by piece by piece by piece. Kenny Omega going one on one against Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. Brian Danielson to go one on one against Kuchiko Okada. Sonata to take on Jungle Boy for the IWGP United uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And MJF to defend his AEW World Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. We're going to start off talking about these matches. And we'll start with, I believe the first one will be about Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. I'm going to give you the little bit of a trailer that's going to take place here. And then I'll give you my thoughts on that as we go along. So let's start off, start it off right here. Kenny Omega 
versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. This matchup I know took place in the very beginning of the year where Will Ospreay lost the IWGP United States Championship to Kenny Omega. But tomorrow night will be a totally different story. This is my moment now. So you're either going to pass this torch or I am going to f take it from you. For all the people that are going to watch me at the Tokyo Dome and watch you're just not quite ready to grab that torch yet. Opinions about pro wrestling are subjective, but there's quite a few people that think Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year was one of the best matches of all time. I'm on your turf, mate. I'm gonna cut your head off. Hold it out for everyone to see. There's a Will Ospreay that enjoys inflicting pain that borders on psychopathy. That is the Will Ospreay that Kenny Omega is facing at the door. This is gonna be one for the ages. Who's gonna win the battle? Kenny Omega versus uh, Will Ospreay is a match that uh, 
uh, I had a chance to look at um, at the very beginning of the year. And I thought it was a fantastic match. Now, by Dave Meltzer's standpoint, he's considered, I think it was somewhere around a five, six star range, if I, if I had to uh, be correct with Dave Meltzer. But I think, my personal opinion, it, it is, it, it's a five star match. I, I see it more of a 4.5 in, in, in my own reasonable range. In my own reasonable range as far as that goes. But, yeah, the matchup with Will Ospreay versus uh, Kenny Omega is going to be a fantastic match, to say the very least. Despite my feelings towards Kenny Omega, because remember, I've said many times before that Kenny Omega is a tremendous athlete, but he's not the greatest of all time. But in New Japan, he is definitely the greatest, if we have to, if we have to call it like we see it. But now we're in Forbidden Door. It's going to take place over in Kenny Omega's hometown of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Now, will this be a fantastic match? Yes, it will. It will definitely tear the roof off of a lot of things. But a couple of key points you need to look at. Number one, obviously, uh, there's one person that's going to have a great interest in this matchup. And that would be Don Callis. Don Callis, who I've known has talked about Kenny Omega, has talked about Will Ospreay. And, of course, we know about Takechka. So we know about all those things. So it wouldn't surprise me if the matchup ends with Omega losing the IWGP Championship, the IWGP United States Championship, to Will Ospreay. Overall, I think um, this matchup will probably last, if I were to say... Maybe a good 15, 20 minutes, you know, maybe less than that, depending on how, how Forbidden Door is supposed to actually be, right? So, do I think Will Ospreay will retain his championship? The answer will be yes. And just think about this for a moment. Will Ospreay had defended his IWGP United States Championship against Orange Cassidy and retained it. Now, I'm not trying to compare Orange Cassidy to Kenny Omega. Because it's, it's ridiculous to compare that, all due respect. Orange Cassidy is a great athlete, but uh, he's a goof in every way possible. But you cannot put him next to Kenny Omega, all due respect. Kenny Omega is way better. So this is going to be a show stealer. It is not the main event from what I understand. And thank God it isn't. And, and the reason why, uh, because of one particular match, which we will discuss later on. But how this match will end, Will Ospreay will obviously re- become the new United States champion right there. He'll do it, and it will be with the help of Takechka, and it will be the help of um, uh, Don Callis if it goes in that direction. But if it doesn't go in that direction, and Will Ospreay proves that he is definitely the best wrestler in the world by defeating Kenny Omega, then that will show the world that Will Ospreay is definitely one of the best and Will Ospreay is definitely going to, you know, take the championship away from Kenny Omega. It's going to be a fantastic match. I'm going to be looking forward. I'm going to be sitting right back and um, looking to see how all this goes down. I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Kenny Omega, but I, I, I'm not saying he's not the best. He is the best athlete, but he's not the greatest. But like I said, in Japan, he is the greatest. Now, unfortunately, at Forbidden Door, 
Kenny Omega is going to be looked at as the greatest professional wrestler of all time because he's in Ontario, is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Will Ospreay will be in enemy territory. So there are going to be some fans that are going to like Will Ospreay, but I do not believe anyone's really going to get behind him that much unless something happens. But other than that, this is going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be good for what it is. And it and and like like I said, it would be the main event, but I don't think that's the match that everyone's gonna be looking forward to checking out in the main event. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, I think Will Ospreay is gonna pull it off. I think he'll walk away with the IWGP United States Championship. And uh, you know what? If it goes good, maybe we should see one more match between these two. But this time, no titles on the line, just to prove. Who is really the best professional wrestler in the world? Who would you like to defeat at Forbidden Door? Do if I you have to wrestle, wrestle in Forbidden Door? That to prove that you're better than that promotion. Oh God, it's a f indie fed, dude. I don't know, man. I, Jesus Christ! Look, with with all due respect, with all due respect, their greatest legend probably couldn't lace my boots. MJF talks poorly about everybody. What is new? He can badmouth Tanahashi. He can badmouth New Japan Pro Wrestling. He can badmouth Adam Cole. To me, uh, right now, it's just noise. I don't know what The fact that I have to defend the grandest prize of them all, the Triple B, the AEW World Heavyweight title, against some no-name jabroni, is a joke. Hiroshi Tanahashi is not a challenge to be taken lightly. Hiroshi Tanahashi is a living legend. MJF has never stepped foot in the ring of a competitor like Hiroshi Tanahashi. I like Tanahashi's chances because this guy is a top guy. And he's been a top guy for a long time. He's got a ton of experience. And he's got a size advantage on MJF. This is going to be tough for MJF, I promise. Hey, Max, great match. Um, speaking of matches, it's actually been made official. It's going to be you versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Come again? Tanahashi. Yeah, no, 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 sweetheart, I heard you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no to that one, actually. Yeah. Don't feel like giving a world title shot to some rando from a rinky-dink indie fed. Do I think that after this year, hopefully, that I embarrass a quote-unquote ace and legend so much that Tony Khan realizes that Forbidden Door is an unnecessary pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, I guess in that way, it's exciting to prove that this is stupid. I think MTF knows the wrestling landscape better than he wants to let on. He knows New Japan Pro Wrestling better than he wants to let on. And he knows Tanahashi better than he wants to let on. If MGF can poke and prod, then he's pushed the buttons in Tanahashi. He's made the man mad and made him more susceptible to a mistake once the bell actually does ring. MGF, you're a cop. I dare you to show up and hold me the drawer. So I can show you what is the strength of the MJPW. For the millionth time, maybe adjust your hearing aid time. MJF, MJF, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want you to really think about your answer. Okay, because 
because I know you're trying to prove that you're not a coward, but I really hope this isn't because you think Tanahashi is better than you. There's nobody quite like Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm the world champ! Nobody's better! I, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what it sounds like. You think that Tanahashi's better than you, Max? One of the great wrestlers ever in New Japan pro wrestling. He hits hard, he flies high, and he has everything to gain in this match. MJF versus Tanahashi for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, let me now let me let me explain for the record here because there are certain things that I do agree with when it comes to MJF. I definitely agree with them on. Um, but when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, let's truly call it like we see it. Um, <coughs> there was a part there where he said, "If you." If you think that New Japan is depressing your mark. Now, my, my opinion of New Japan Pro Wrestling has been the obvious. Uh, the fact that I think it's a great pro wrestling. I think it's a great wrestling promotion. I think it's one of the best promotions out there next to the WWE. Now, I know some people will say, well, you cannot compare a, the New Japan Pro Wrestling to WWE because it has better wrestlers and all this other stuff. No, no. Now, if... New Japan does produce some great wrestling talent. But you also have to remember that New Japan Pro Wrestling was made under the uh, under the guidance of many not just great wrestling uh, not just great Japanese wrestlers from uh, the past, but I'm talking about New Japan was always about seeing fantasy matches that you never thought you would ever see. That you would never thought you would see in the United States, but you would get a chance to see it over in New Japan. And New Japan, especially the stars of it, would get an opportunity to check out these wrestlers. Like, like Terry Funk has been in New Japan. Andre the Giant has been in New Japan. Um, Brody, um, Brody. Well, I was gonna say Brody Lee, but uh, Bruiser Brody. He's been there as well. Uh, there have been several great superstars that came from the United States that have made a huge name in Japan and have uh, become legends in Japan. Now, 
the wrestling you see now, it's not as as great as it was years ago, but it's good for what it is. I mean, and, and let's see it. The New Japan Pro Wrestling superstars that you see, like Okada and Tanahashi and, you know, Will Ospreay and all these other athletes, you know, they're great athletes. But I have always been given the assumption that when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling, I've always thought of Japanese wrestlers. I've always thought of people like uh, like Tanahashi and Okada. I also think of the great Muda. I also think of um, uh, Antonio Inoki. I think of those particular wrestlers. Now, when it comes to the greatest professional wrestling company in the world, you would have to put New Japan Pro Wrestling above everyone else. When it comes to the greatest sports entertainment slash pro wrestling in the world, you would have to put WWE above it. Because let's face it, it's a bigger company, it has better athletes, and it has a greater idea of how wrestling should be. Now, unfortunately, the only difference between New Japan and the WWE is WWE does present professional athletes. WWE does present legitimate superstars. WWE does bring out a platform that's way beyond New Japan's deal. Now, there are a couple of things that I will say, and this is the truth whether anybody likes it or not. While the WWE's WrestleMania was a two-night event, long before that, w, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling did the concept of a two-night event for Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is their biggest event in all of New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? It is just like WrestleMania. I'm not going to say that Wrestle Kingdom is bigger than WrestleMania because I don't think that's been established yet, at least not to my knowledge, you know? But the bottom line is MJF can say that New Japan is, you know, if I, if I feel that it's above anything else, then I'm a mark for it. Well, I don't think it's, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a mark, first of all. I don't think New Japan is better than every... Well, it's better than every wrestling promotion, but you can't discount WWE. You can't. For any reason whatsoever. Any way possible. But I think this matchup is going to be good for many ways. Now, Tanahashi, I have seen him wrestle many times before in AEW and many times in New Japan as well. I think Tanahashi is a tremendous athlete. He's one of the best. He's the ace. You know, and I, I know some people have a different opinion about him, and I understand why. I understand it, but I'm not going to discard that. I'm not going to discard that for any reason. Now, this will be the first time for MJF for him to compete against a New Japan star. I'm curious about, and this is just my thought, I would be very curious to see how MJF would do in New Japan. You know, I would love to know about that because I've seen MJF in AEW for a while. I've seen him in the C, what is it, the MLW or CCW, wherever he was, right? <clears throat> MJF is now going to be in position to defend his world title, which you knew eventually it was going to happen and you knew that MJF really wasn't going to go for it. And in reality, I don't think MJF... I don't think MJF should have to defend. I, I, honestly, honestly, let me let me say it like this. And this is something I think should be agreed upon. MJF Tanahashi should not be for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Should not. 
If anything, it should be just a one-on-one -on -one match. No title on the line, just to see what these two can do. Simple as that. If the AEW World Heavyweight Championship has to be on the line, fine. It has to be on the line. But personally, I don't think it should. But I think Tanahashi and MJF are going to put on a good match. I think Tanahashi is going to teach MJF a whole lot that he's never learned before. And then Tanahashi is going to learn a lot more from MJF than you ever expected. Let's face it. People do like MJF because of who he is. Because he's a heel. Because he's exactly who he needs to be. He doesn't have to come off as some idiotic character to all the average moronic fans. He has to come off as himself. Because if he comes off as a different person, what's the point? He doesn't want to be like everybody else. He wants to be much different from any other person he's ever seen. So this matchup with MJF versus Tanahashi, another show stealer. I think it's going to be good. I think Tanahashi is going to learn very quickly what MJF is all about. And MJF is going to learn real quickly about what Tanahashi is all about. So in this matchup, obviously MJF is going to retain the championship. And Tanahashi, all due respect, I really don't see him as someone that will walk away with that championship. MJF is the devil for the reason. And as he always says, no one is in the level of the devil. Show me a marquee star. It would gen up something very similar looking to Sonata. For Sonata, his journey in New Japan Pro Wrestling was a very unique one. He actually had to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling and come back to achieve his level of stardom. A guy with movie star goodness, an amazing physique, the sense for professional wrestling uh, that's nearly unmatched. And yet, it took him seven years to get to the top. IWGP Sekai Hibiki Champion, Sanada des. IWGP no Kane Champion no Ziozao. The list of people that have held the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship might as well be a list of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Tanahashi, Okada, Antonio Inoki. Well, the history behind this title, the legacy behind this title, goes on forever. When people win an IWGP championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling for the first time, they're often asked how it feels to hold the belt, and they talk about weight. Go big, go home. Okada has the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Sanada has got his career at stake here tonight. Not just the heaviness of the goal, but the weight of the lineage, of history, and of responsibility of being a champion. And the champion driven down to one knee. It's like he's angry at himself. And the fire ignited. something that Sonata knows and that Jungle Boy doesn't. At Double or Nothing, Jack Perry was half a heartbeat away from becoming AEW World Champion.
ever was showing in the main event at Double or Nothing came very, very close at becoming the world heavyweight champion. I'm going to be honest. Starting to feel a little naked standing here next to Hook without a championship of my own. Now, I said I was going to win the title this year, and I meant it. So that is why right now I am officially accepting Sonata's open challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. We have often said that Jack Perry, in the formative years of his career, believe it or not, he is, has a chance to become a singles champ. Why not the IWGP Heavyweight Champion? Why not take that shot? It's going to wrestle Sonata, who has been known, and I know he's a great champion, but he has been known throughout his career as mostly a tag team wrestler. Likewise, Jack Perry was always in a tag team. He was somebody that people thought maybe was a supporting player, but not a main player. And I think that brings us to today, two young guys in Sonata as the champion, and a guy from another company from the United States, uh, from California, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry getting an opportunity. It's what Forbidden Door is about. It's what this event's about. If Sonata loses at Forbidden Door, he'll have one of the shortest reigns as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. That's not something I think he's comfortable with. He's desperate to hang on to this title. To come to Canada, wrestle against an American, wrestle on a massive pay-per-view like this, and defend his title. Sonata is going to be motivated headed into Forbidden Door. Jack Perry's got his own motivations. It certainly seems that Skulland has gotten the attention of the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Sonata. And this is going to be a battle of wills. This is going to be a battle of who wants it more. Another intriguing matchup. Um, we talked about how the, I, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship was going to be on the line. Now we got the IWGP Championship that's going to be on the line. And the champion is Sonata. Lays out an open challenge, and the person that accepted it was Jungle Boy. Now, I always feel... I always feel like the NWA Championship has always been the most prestigious championship of all. But the IWGP Championship, I think, is just as prestigious. Just as prestigious because of the many men that have held on to that championship. And I'm not just talking about the current champion, Sonata and Okada and Tanahashi. Uh, there have been names like Brock Lesnar that comes to mind that held on that championship. AJ Styles held on that championship. Kurt Angle held on to that championship. Uh, Jay White. Uh, it's a list of many men that have held on to that prestigious championship. Probably one of the biggest stars. And yes, and, and you got to add Kenny Omega's name to it. Yes, you know, you got to, you know. So in this match, it's um, it's basically just an open challenge match to anyone that wants to go after a championship. And Sonata, you know, wanting to uh, defend his championship against Jungle Boy. And uh, Jungle Boy, uh, we're seeing something a little bit different in Jungle Boy that has happened uh, within the past couple of weeks, I think ever since Double or Nothing. You know, I think... Um, He's going through a, a little bit of a change. I'm not sure what change it is exactly. We're curious about how far this is going to go. But I think what will happen is this matchup with um, Jungle Boy and Sonata. Obviously, it's going to end up in Sonata's favor. And we, You see it. I see it. A lot of other people see it as well. And with all due respect, I like Jungle Boy. I think he's a great athlete. I think Sonata is a great athlete himself. Um... 
I've seen some of Sonata's work. And I still remember, and it, it's kind of funny, they showed a clip of when he had the blonde hair. That's how I remembered him years ago, right? And then all of a sudden he comes back as this different guy. He looks almost like, you know, when you look at him extremely close. I'm not saying he has the same ability as him, but he looks almost like a younger version of Antonio Inoki. You know, he, he looks like, I mean, just how he presents himself, how he dresses. I don't know if he wrestles like, you know, Antonio Noki, but he definitely has that look to him, which, you know, makes him an incredible athlete. So I think how this matchup is going to go, like I said, I don't see Jungle Boy winning it. I don't see Jungle Boy, you know, I, I see him taking, taking him to the limit, but I really don't think that I see him in the picture of becoming the next a, uh, uh, the, becoming the next IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I think what will happen is Sonata is going to prove why he's the best. Sonata has held on that championship for a while now. Uh, I think it's been, what, uh, a month, two months, I think, since he held on that championship. And I think um, he is uh, going to prove just like he has proven the last few months that he is truly one of the best wrestlers going in all of New Japan. Sonata to beat... Um, Sonata to beat Jungle Boy at double at uh, Forbidden Door. And um, it's going to be great. I, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing how all this goes down. We're almost getting to the end of this whole thing with Forbidden Door. But when we return, the main event has his thoughts on one match and one match in particular. And some may call it a dream match. And the main event is looking forward to watching this matchup in every way possible. Brian Danielson against Kuchka Okada. That's going to take place at Forbidden Door. You'll hear my thoughts on that when we return.
Hey guys, what's going on? Furman Torres from the Main Event Talk Podcast. It is looking hot, and I'm talking extremely hot, especially over here in Corpus Christi, Texas, because as you guys know, summer is here, and all of us are feeling the heat like never before. So, how do you cool yourself down in every way possible? Well, I can think of one spot that you guys can go to where you can quench your thirst and be cool all summer, and that is heading to Rich's Billiards. That's right. Why not just head over to Rich's Billiards and go there and grab yourself uh, maybe a... Maybe a couple of ice cubes, or maybe some soda, or maybe some beer. Yes, you can go for some Mikola Ultras. You can go for some Bud Lights. You can go for some Bud Weichers, some Dos Equis, whatever kind of beer you want. The summer is here, and it is hot as hell out there. And if you guys feel a need to go ahead and quench your thirst, and if you feel a need to cool off for the summer, then all you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards. Hey, summertime is here, so bring all you guys over to the beach. And afterwards, head over to Rich's Billiards and cool down with a couple of cool beers and everything else like that. Of course, you can jam out to some music. Of course, you can uh, take advantage of their food, including the return of Pinkies. I'm sorry. Pinkies is back with Rich's Billiards, and they're serving some of the hottest food going like never before. And it is delicious, and it sounds good. So if you guys want to go over there and check out Pinkies, go ahead. Go ahead and eat some of their hot and spicy food, and who knows, maybe you can have yourself a couple of shots, a couple of cold beers, and everything else like that. And plus, not only that, there's going to be a lot of live events happening in the next couple of months here at Rich's Billiards. So be ready, guys. Summer is here, and head over to Rich's Billiards to cool off, and they'll have all the cool beers waiting for you. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. New name, same place. The legend continues. The bar among bars and the billiards among billiards. I am the main event player, the Super C Kid, and I approve this message. If you guys have any questions in regards to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at themainevent1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. And whatever question you have, the main event will be glad to put it right here on the main event talk podcast. And it could be any question that you want to ask. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. One more time the main event 1977 at gmail.com. And you'll hear it right here on the main event talk podcast. Okay, guys, we're almost at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. We're getting set for Forbidden Door that's going to happen tomorrow night. And all the matches have been talked about, but we're down to one match that we need to talk about. And we're going to talk about it right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. It's a matchup that people have considered it to be a dream match. And to many, it certainly is. And the main event is definitely looking forward to looking at this matchup as it happens tomorrow night at Forbidden Door. Kuchka Okada taking on Brian Danielson. Let's take a look at how everything went down between these two. I like to push myself mentally and physically. I like to put myself in uncomfortable positions. But I also think when you hike in the desert, it really brings about what's important in life. It makes you see things clearly. When you hike, 
things come to you. When you meditate, things come to you. And one of the things that's come to me very strongly is to challenge people who other people think are the best wrestler in the world. We train with the undisputed best wrestler in the world, and we bring a message. For the last 10 years, I've heard people talk about how great you are. Kazuchika Okada, a once-in-a-lifetime professional wrestler. It's like Tiger Woods in the early 2000s. And I've also heard in interviews that you said that you want to wrestle me. You want to wrestle Brian Danielson. But I am the litmus test of great. You call yourself... The Rainmaker, you step in the ring with me, and you're getting into the desert, and there ain't gonna be no rain. I'm the fastest, I'm the best, I'm the most technically sound. I truly am the best. The best? The best Brian Danielson has long been regarded as one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. And as of late, people have begun to think of him as the greatest wrestler of all time. But that conversation can't happen without Kazuchika Okada's name being included in it. We are looking at perhaps the man that will one day go down as the greatest professional wrestler ever. When you think about what this match means for wrestling fans and how the internet kind of exploded when the announcement came down that Danielson and Okada would go at it one on one, I really think the winner of this match has a right to say I'm the best in the world. I know I'm great. I know I'm great. I want to see where Okada's at. Right now, Brian Danielson is the best Brian Danielson I've ever seen. There's a difference between strategy and tactics. Tactics are just individual things that you use at random times, but if you don't have a good strategy, tactics are useless. Spending time clearing your head gives you time to come up with a good strategy. I don't think Okada even thinks that deep. 
is the best in the world? Is it Okada? Is it Danielson? This is going to be a battle of wills. This is going to be a battle of pride. This is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of meeting. Who is the better man? And we're going to find out. Right. Let's see who is the real best in the world at the door. There may be nobody, and I mean nobody, who can stop Kazuchika Okada. If he doesn't give me the very best version of Okada, I'm gonna kick the out of There's nothing wrong with being the second best wrestler in the world, unless you thought you were the best wrestler in the world. At 42 years old, I am the best version of Brian Davis. And if Okada can beat me, maybe he is the best of a generation. This is a match that, um, of every match that I've ever watched for many years, whether it's WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling or AEW, Impact Wrestling, whatever match I've seen, this is one match I am looking forward to seeing more than any match I've ever seen. For a long time, um... I've always heard of the name Okada. I've heard it not just through Dave Meltzer, uh, not just from the Wrestling Observer. I've heard, it, I've heard it pretty much from everybody. So years ago, I had a chance to check out one of Okada's matches. Fantastic. And he looked familiar to me, you know? And when I found out who he was and when I remember his association with... Uh, Impact Wrestling, then I had a clear idea as to who Okada really was. So I know who Okada is. I've, I've had a, an idea about him. and He is exactly who he is. He is one of the best wrestlers in New Japan. Truly one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. I would actually say, people like to say that Kenny Omega is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. When in reality, he is the best wrestler. The greatest... If in New Japan, he is definitely that. In the world, I doubt anybody would take him seriously as the greatest of all time. Now, Okada is a bit of a different animal. Because when I see Okada in the ring, I have seen him uh, compete for the IWGP Championship. Um, he, is the be he is not only one of the best... He would definitely, he can definitely solidify himself as truly one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's a guy you can take seriously as being solidified as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. You can definitely say that. Um, others will have a different opinion about that. But I, I stand by it. I think Okada is one of the greatest of all time. Is he better than Kenny Omega? I can say yes. I don't know about everybody else, but I can say he is. I can say he is. But now, Okada is going to go up against a man who is, uh, who is not only one of the best wrestlers in the world, but the best overall, period. Brian Danielson. Years back... Brian Danielson, uh, his name has been synonymous through professional wrestling. Uh, he's been a part of WWE for quite a while, but I'm talking about the years back in 2002, 2003. Um, he was a part of uh, Ring of Honor um, 
for a while, held on, <clears throat> held on to their championships and everything. I'm going to say he was a part of Impact Wrestling, but it may have been for a short, brief period of time, if I'm not mistaken. He was a part of the WWE uh, during the developmental time when, uh, when the NXT thing was happening and Brian Danielson had developed in there. You know, winning the Intercontinental Championship, the United States Championship, tag team titles. Of course, he became the undisputed WWE Champion. You know, won that World Heavyweight Championship. And um, he solidifies himself as one of the best wrestlers and has taken on several of the best wrestlers and has defeated some of the biggest names in professional wrestling. Okada makes a big deal about how he's beaten Omega and... um, you know, several, uh, uh, Will Ospreay and, and several others in that particular nature. Brian Danielson is a list of who's who. He's beaten John Cena. He's beaten Triple H. He's beaten Randy Orton. He's beaten, um, uh, I believe, who else did he beat? Uh, well, he's beaten Roman Reigns. But way before way before um, he became the uh, king of uh, the um, tribal chief and everything else like that. But Brian Danielson has held on to every championship. And he was out for a while then he came back stronger than ever he left the wwe and then of course he comes into aew where now we go from daniel bryan to brian danielson and this is the to say that this is the best version of brian danielson i i could say yes i could say yes uh brian danielson had competed against uh kenny omega in aew competed against MJF, uh, competed against several other wrestlers uh, along his wake, and he is truly, he is truly, this is the best version of Brian Danielson I've seen in in a long time. So now, when it was announced that Okada and Brian Danielson were gonna face off at Forbidden Door, I was in shock. When I, um, it's one thing when you have Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega going at it for the IWGP United States Championship. That's great in itself. That's one of the best matches on the card, definitely. But Brian Danielson against Okada, that's like, that's a whole nother level type match that you can say, oh God, this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. You know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I love to see certain dream matches that really stick out. And I think Okada versus Brian Danielson will be the match that everyone's going to talk about. Now, this one is another tough one because it'd be easy to say that Brian Danielson should win. But then again, it would be easy to also say that Okada should win. So, <clears throat> my, my estimation of these two goes like this. I think the match should last about a good, I would say 15, 20-minute match. But I'd like to see it go the distance. I want it to go 30. I definitely want it to go 30 all the way. I think it should be 30 minutes. And... This one's going to be tough because I don't know who should really win. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who should really walk away with this win, you know? Um, <clears throat> if Okada beats Brian Danielson, it will prove that he is the best wrestler in the world. 
And I like to see, and this is just my opinion, <clears throat> I like to see Okada in AEW just a little bit more. You know, and all due respect, I don't know what else Okada has to accomplish in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He would be fantastic, and, and I know some people are going to hate it when I say this, but I think he would be fantastic in the WWE. I think Okada, I mean, if he were to come to NXT, he would run through that brand and he would become their NXT champion. Just like that. I would love to see that. I would love to... The things that I've seen, I'm a fan of Okada. I definitely love who Okada is. He is really, <clears throat> he has captured my he has captured my attention for many many years, and I've always felt like a wrestler of his caliber, you know, should be in the WWE. I mean, AEW is no problem. I mean, he would fit right in. But unfortunately, the only sad part is when you see Okada in an AEW ring, it's fantastic. But when you see him, when you put him up against a guy like, say, Brian Danielson or an MJF or a Jungle Boy or uh, even a CM Punk, I mean, those are legitimately dream matches. Those are fantastic matches that people would love to see. But then if you would have put Okada up against someone like uh, John Moxley or maybe a, a Orange Cassidy or 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 any of these people. It's like, oh my god, you're you do not want to waste your time even trying to compete against these guys. You probably beat them easy, no problem. You know, but you shouldn't waste your time with that. So in this match with Okada against Brian Danielson, it's gonna be a fantastic match. I give it, like I said, twenty minute twenty minute distance, but I think it'll go about thirty. And if it goes farther, oh, wow. You know, I think 30 minutes will will be good. And who wins this match? Boy, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I really, I really don't know what to say about it. I mean, all I can tell you is it's going to be good. The match is, is going to be, it's going to be one of the most, one of the most anticipated matches ever. Definitely one of the best matches on the card. And this will by far, and I'll say this and I'll make this prediction. I know some fans are going to be freaked out when I say this. But I say that Okada versus Brian Danielson will definitely be not only the match of the year, but it will be a better match than any other match of the year candidacy that you can put together. Anything. I mean, I don't care if it's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I don't care if it's... Um, uh, what was it, MJF versus Brian Danielson. I don't care what match you think will be match of the year. If this match lives up to the hype at Forbidden Door, this will be at the top caliber. This would be match of the year of any in 2023. I don't care. This will be it. So who, who I think will win doesn't matter to me. Who you think will win doesn't matter to you. But I think at Forbidden Door, this is the main event, right? I love it. I can't wait. And however it goes, no matter what, Forbidden Door, the first Forbidden Door was good, but there really wasn't anything memorable that people talked about. But this Forbidden Door is going to be the better Forbidden Door. And I think Okada versus Brian Danielson at this year's Forbidden Door will not only be the talk of the town but it will truly be the best match of the card. 
And I don't see any other match topping Okada versus Danielson at Forbidden Door. And I got to tell you guys, I am certainly looking forward to seeing how that matchup is going to go down. Brian Danielson and Kushiko Okada at Forbidden Door to happen tomorrow night. I am looking forward to seeing that event. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it. But next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, the new episode will be released on Friday. We're going to talk about money in the bank. We're going to talk about um, sla- uh, Slammiversary. We're going to be talking about that. And we'll also give you the aftermath of Forbidden Door. And uh, we're going to see how all this goes down. I'm looking forward to Forbidden Door tomorrow night. And it's going to be epic. So we're going to be talking about Slammiversary, Money in the Bank, The Aftermath of Forbidden Door. Uh, we're going to talk about other things in the next couple of weeks as we get into... We're close to the end of June and we're going to get into July. And that means uh, the anniversary for the Main Event Talk podcast is coming. My birthday is coming up soon and there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about in July as far as professional wrestling and other big events as happens. And also remember, tonight will be an historic night. Yes, because the main event will be over at Rich's Billiards tonight to see the outrage, to see Night Party a tribute to Devtones, learn to swim a tribute to uh, uh, Tool, I'm sorry, and Centipede. I believe those are the bands that are going to be taking place over at Rich's Billiards tonight. Get there as early as you can. Uh, the show says 7 p.m., but actually be there around 8 p.m. Get get there, you know, around that time. I think the show, I think the show will start at 8 p.m. I'm not mistaken, but we'll see how that goes. Other than that, and don't forget, AEW Collision is going to be happening tonight, guys. So check that out. I may have Rich's Billiards do me a favor and go ahead and. You know, get that TV set up or get one of the TV set up so that way I can watch it while I'm here. You know, I got to have some wrestling on me no matter what and everything else like that. But once again, guys, check out Night Party Attribute to Deftones. Check out The Outrage. Check out Learn to Swim. Check out Centipede. All to take place at Rich's Billiards tonight. And as always, Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, Not Your Average Heroes. The legend continues. Um, What's the other logos I've put together? New name, same place. The bar among bars and the billiards among billiards. And I think Pinkies will be open as well. So maybe I'll get me something to eat right after the show is over. Hopefully if they stay open until 2 o'clock in the morning. And everything else like that. Okay, guys, as always, follow the main event on Twitter. Twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash at main event player too. And if you want a friend, request me. Proceed at your own fucking risk. And guys, remember, Forbidden Door is tomorrow night. A lot of great matches on there. Uh, the IWGP Championship will be on the line. The IWGP United States Championship will be on the line. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Several great matches are going to happen. And the dream match, Okada versus Danielson. I'm going to be looking forward to checking that out. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to love the living shit out of Forbidden Door. And I'm definitely going to love the shit out of that matchup, too. Guys, see it, believe it. It's going to be the best match of the. It's going to be the best match of the night. I guarantee you. I, I and I'm glad that's going to be the main event because everybody's going to be looking forward to checking that out. 
Guys, thank you for listening to the Main Event Talk podcast. Like I said before, be ready for next week as a new episode will be coming out on Friday right before Money in the Bank. So, guys, be ready for that. We're going to talk about all the matches that are going to happen at Money in the Bank, and we'll find out how early everything gets in every way possible. Thank you for listening, guys. Remember, Forbidden Door is tomorrow night. See it. Be ready. And don't forget, go to Rich's Billiards. Be there as early as you can. The main event will be there. Outrage. History is going to be made. And you and I are going to be a part of it. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next week, guys. Why? Because I can. And I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Tonight. History will be made at Rich's Billiards tomorrow night. Forbidden Door will be open once again, and the dream will become a reality.